for you. Mr. Bailey, there's a deficit. I know, $8,000. George, uh, I've got a little paper. I'll get it to warrant for my arrest. Isn't it wonderful? I'm going to jail. Merry Christmas. Reporters, are... where's Merry? Just a minute. Just a minute. Quiet, everybody. Quiet, quiet. Now, get this. It's from London. Oh. Mr. Gower cabled you need cash. Stop. My office instructed to advance you up to $25,000. Stop. Oh. Hee-haw and Merry Christmas, Sam Wainwright. Oh.
seconds after the hour of 11 in this, the month of December, the year of our Lord, 2007. You are a bad person, Tim Riley. You have an aisle seat on the way to hell. <laughs> that is the holiday spirit. Nothing says, nothing says Christmas like sitting in a urine-soaked plane seat. Oh, we'll get that story. Fantastic. <laughs> and the best thing about it is as you're jabbing your finger at the headline on the screen that says, Woman sat in urine-soaked plane seat, is your barely concealed glee. And so you're about to burst into peals of laughter at her unfortunate situation. Excellent. Anyway, why, uh, hello. We are live from the plushly appointed and uh, overly festive studios of AM970 Solid State Radio. We're here in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Thank you for coming by. Uh, it is Friday. Oh, I'm completely, uh, completely failed to get this ready. Never remember. It's Friday. Good day, and welcome to day 12. There you go. Thank you. Uh, it is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Why, hello. It's 503 You want to join us today with your comments, your clarifications, your conventions, your tidings of great joy, or, uh, you know, whatever. 503-733-2970. I almost started the show with the Peanuts, the, the Merry Christmas Charlie Brown, where, um, but boy, you know, I don't mean to sound un-American, but boy, god damn, those are dull. You go back and you watch the Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown, and I suppose it's fine for the warm bath of nostalgia, but boy, is it terribly slow moving. It was considered, uh, you know, it was during the Mad Men era when that was produced, and it was considered very modern at the time. Groundbreaking. Uh-huh. Have you seen the one where they do the mix of the Scrubs characters? No. And all of the Scrubs characters play the different Charlie Brown really? in the audio. It is genius. Okay, that's pretty great. Yeah, Boba Fett actually put out a posting on it, and I watched oh, it. It was really funny. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's just long sequences of the characters doing nothing in the same three frames of animation, cycling over and over again while jazz music music plays in the background. I suppose it was very hip at the time. People walk down the street in real time. <laughs> it's a 10-minute walk. Exactly. I can't do the voice, but it's... And everybody sounds really muffled, too. You go back and Linus sounds like he's being smothered underneath, uh, you know, the layers and layers of bedding. Charlie Brown, let's walk to the house. And you're right. He's like, let's, let's take 12 minutes to walk back home, Charlie Brown. Uh, anyway, so I was almost... I was going to play the thing where... Charlie Brown says, doesn't anybody know the meaning of Christmas? And then Linus, and again, just as Tim noted, is the long slog to the stage. Let me take 14 seconds to walk onto the stage, and then let's have the lights dim. Then I will clear my throat. And then he reads aloud from the Bible for what just seems like a freaking eternity. Yeah. It, it, it seems like a lot of religion for kids. It really does. All right. Well, in any event, so I didn't play that. Uh, well, next year. Five zero three seven three three two nine seventy is our telephone number today. Five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. It is Friday, and welcome to our holiday extravaganza. Uh, lots coming up today. Uh, we'll work backward. Coming at, at uh, two p.m. today. At two p.m., an exciting uh, new chapter in the Rick Emerson uh, Radio Show Holiday Annals. Uh, we'll be doing a live radio play today at two p.m. That'll be coming up at 2 o'clock, uh, written, performed, produced, and everything by the Rick Emerson cast crew, family, and friends. That's coming up at 2 o'clock today, uh, featuring surprises galore and whatnot. So uh, be listening for that. Uh, good friend Storm Large is going to be in the studio later on today. Also, pianist Dave Lee will be joining us, and I think he's going to do a little music, and I think uh, Dave and Storm are actually going to do a couple songs together. Uh, the uh, guys from Nickel Arcade um, are going to they're going to stop by. I guess there was some unpleasantness with them. Everybody's dying. Everybody, everybody's got some sort of head cold or strep throat or 
I mean, an iron lung or something. So I think the Nickel Arcade guys are stopping by, but I don't think they can stay that long because they have to go back to work. So I do believe that this is just how charming they are. I think they took the time to pre-record some music last night uh, that they're going to be dropping off today. So we, we, we get to that. Uh, Scott Daly from Film People Radio is going to stop on in. Aaron Duran is going to be here. Um... I failed to create the rest of my Matrix today. There's all kinds of other exciting things happening. We haven't announced the Glorious Bastard of the Week. we got to get that. We'll talk to CNN Radio correspondent uh, Ed McCarthy today. And uh, because this is our last chance to do it, we will uh, roll out our high-concept topic this week. We'll do our high-concept Christmas topic uh, later on in the hour. Um, it, it, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. I've got such a huge pile of watches here that I didn't... We, we were really working right up until the very moment we went on the air today to get some of this stuff taken care of. So we've got a Darwin watch just in time for Christmas. And I really right now, and I haven't even consulted with Tim about this. He was too busy cackling at the woman who smells like urine. Um, I've got one. This is the Britney watch. It is one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, I mean, I'm guessing... You know, I, Britney Spears it represents Christmas. She's just the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> she really is. So, I mean, the number of Britney Spears stories, both about her and her trashy sister, and I have more also. It's just, it's just endless. So, um, just a little ahead of, So we've got this. Uh, Britney Spears set to marry for a third time in Vegas, say sources. How about this? Britney digitally slimmed down in new video. Uh, how about this? Britney Spears' sons to be drug tested. So there you go. Nothing says uh, nothing says Christmas like forcibly removing the blood of your children to check for heroin. Uh, so we'll get to that. And yeah, this Darwin watch. So uh, we're in kind of cramped quarters today. Tim, where should I put these things? Where is there room? Nowhere. Okay, I'll just put them right back down where they were. Uh, we got a big piano over here. Yeah, no, we have a. Uh, do you want to? Can you, you, Tim? Do you want to tickle the ivories there? For like a John Tesh? Yes. Hi, I have a night night show. <laughs> on F-103 or whatever that is. And I give out good advice like, if you're tired, go to sleep. <laughs> if you're hungry, eat food. I have advice for the lovelorn. Tim has gone a little crazy. What is going on? Well, you, ask, you asked me to try this out. Oh, no, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. It sounds beautiful. Tim Riley. Well done. Thank you. All right, it's 503-733-2970. I think everybody is short-timing it in their heads today. You can tell because I drove in. Did you drive? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna begin my holiday with a max ride. <laughs> it just isn't gonna happen. To me. That's not the way it's written in Tim's story. I, I suppose that really is. Once I get past that, I'm ready for anything. That really is the least joyous way to start any sort of holiday. The baby Jesus would not ride the max. No, and if he did, he would be stolen. Um. All right, uh, Richie Bristol is standing by, ready, willing, and able to pass along your observations about the interesting, the groundbreaking, the tedious, the mundane, the whatever. It's uh, 503-733-2970, 503-733-2970. You can also email it's rick at rickemerson.com, rick at rickemerson.com, sarah at 970.am, tim at 970.am, or richie with a t at 970.am. Best show ever already. Uh, we got a couple of these. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello, and uh, preemptive Merry Christmas to you. Uh, same to you, Rick. Thank you. Hey, um, I called uh, back in September, and I talked to you about uh, that my three-year-old son was going to have open-heart surgery, and I was going to be listening to you guys on the podcast to help me get through that difficult time. Yes, sir. And uh, I wanted to uh, just, again, uh, say Merry Christmas and 
thank you for your continued employment and being able to amuse me on a day-to-day basis. Uh, although, if I can ask, did, I hope things turned out well. How, how did yeah, things go? Yeah, he, he's he's 100%. It's kind of uncomfortable, though. I don't know if it was tired or stressed out or what, but I found things to be unreasonably funny. And so I would sit there amongst my somber family members just cackling maniacally as Sarah sent Facebook invitations to anybody she had ever talked to for any reason or, or uh, uh, when you were telling your story about staying in a hostel and you had just dozed off to sleep when the guy started with me praying or whatever. Yeah. I just found that to be just the funniest thing ever. So uh, I appreciate that. He's doing great. And uh, again, Rick, I try to call every every Christmas Excellent. and say thank you for entertaining and amusing and helping me uh, get through my uh, year. Well, if, if I may ask, what is your, what is your son's first name? Uh, his name is Peyton. Peyton, uh, is in Peyton Manning? Yeah, the same. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, sending a good vibe from everybody here uh, to Peyton and to you and to everybody in your family. So I'm glad things worked out well, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, in the new year, my friend. Thank you, and happy holidays to you. Thanks, bro. You too. Thank you, sir. There you go. No, I've totally been That's in that situation day. where, where boy, I'm, I'm glad the answer was that things went well. That would have been a that would have been a poor way to start the program. That would have been the real tragedy. Is, uh, is that it would have started the program badly. The uh, we've all been in that circumstance too, and it's always when you're like a funeral or something, or somewhere where you're not supposed to laugh, or you know, if you're like anybody in this room when you, you grew up and you would go to church, and they would just the brow beat you and they'd be silent. Jesus hates laughter, and you would just sorry, and, and everything just suddenly became unbelievably hysterically funny. I remember being an altar boy and sitting there uh, up up on on the, the whatever up on the. Uh, Whatever the hell you call it, not the stage, the altar, not the altar. It is the altar. Is it the altar? No, the altar is the thing in the middle where the, the, the altar is the actual little table. What do they call the actual area where you're on? It's not a stage. I think it's the altar. The altar. It's the altar. Well, the, then, then there's the altar rail in some places. Then what is the actual little table in the middle of that where they set everything? Little table in the middle. No, the see, then it's see your mate, you're bluffing. You're no, bluffing, the whole Sarah. thing is the altar. It's like please come up to the altar. Like if, if the priest is walking yeah. up to the altar, he's not standing on the table. We've had a really disproportionately large discussion of Catholicism recently in this program. It really has consumed just a huge... For a guy that has a Christopher Hitchens book sitting up in my office, it really is... God is not great. I want to bring that to Bremerton with me and make my parents mad. Would you like to take it with you? Because I'm still finishing my Starbucks book. I, I don't finish. know. I don't want to. Oh, the Come holidays on. are kind of rough for my mom. I don't want to mess with her because that would be the kind of thing that she'd not let me have in the. Merry house. Christmas, mother. God is dead. How uh, about if you put a different cover on that book? What if you put it like a, 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 a Betty Crocker, uh, a Nancy Drew mystery? <laughs> <laughs> She'd never buy the Betty Crocker. Thing. Okay. Well, you know, you could. Um, what do you? All you have to do is put some pink swirly things on the front. You can claim it's a chiclet novel. You know what I mean? Just put a picture of a shoe, and then like some, and then so like some some pink spirograph like, yeah, things. Yeah, and some pink daisies or exactly. something. Exactly, and then go, and then and then call it like, you know, call it like uh, uh, I don't know how to you know how to lose a boyfriend or whatever. Um, all right. Well, in any event, I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, we're already all in that. I can tell my brain is my brain is already looking forward to the weekend. Uh, anyway, it's five zero three seven three three two. 970. But I remember being, just to touch back, I remember being an altar boy, and you would just sit there, and everything, and there was always, there would be three altar boys, two who carried the candles, one who carried the cross, and the guy who sat in the middle, the middle altar boy, you would be sitting there off the side of the altar, and he would always be like cracking a joke or passing gas in some flatulent manner, and then you would just be sitting there going, 
trying to, because the eyes of 300 really like angry yeah, Roman Catholics Catholic. were upon you. Seriously, yeah. just re- ready to lynch you the minute you screwed up the, ma- the mass. When I went to Catholic school in Seattle, we had this, uh, there was this brick wall behind the altar. Uh-huh. And one of the bricks was a fake brick. It was mesh. So it was painted to look like a brick. So we could actually spy on the congregation and look in. That is badass. It was the coolest thing ever. So we'd all like gather around because um, while they were doing something, you know, we were able to go back for a few minutes while he was giving his sermon or whatever. And we could all sit out and look at the boys that we thought were cute. Boy, the church is creepy. Why would they even build that? They have they have a pretty much every church I've been to that I've been behind the altar. They have some sort of peephole. Why would okay. they have it at the at the church my parents go to too? Well, that's just creepy. I well, I, I guess the Catholic Church is all about looking at the boys, isn't it? <laughs> that is true. I guess maybe the answer is self-explanatory. <laughs> Also, they have lockers rent- lockers rentable by the hour. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Rick, the answer, well, uh, happy Christmas to one and all, of course. Thank you. Yeah. And the answer you're looking for is pulpit. Pulpit. That little thing in the middle that is on the, as you quoted. No, stage. that's not, no, 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 you're wrong about that. No, 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 you're wrong about that. The pulpit is the thing that the uh, whoever is r- reading the gospel stands at. Well, isn't that what you asked about? No, 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 no. I'm... I cannot believe we are spending yet a ninth day talking about Catholicism. Well, it is a holiday. That's but it is the uh, it is Kwanzaa. So yeah. there's okay. So there's the altar, which is the whole sort of stage area. Yeah. There is the thing in the middle on which the host is set. For example, the water and wine are set. Uh, you know, the squarish thing in the middle of the altar. Then, uh, but then there okay. But then there is this sort of. There's the little reading thing where the person who is reading, the lay person, not the priest, comes up and reads and does. Today's first reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. And they stand at that little wooden thing where the, uh, where the, uh, the Bible is sort of set. That's, that's not a pulp, that's a pulpit. So I don't know what the thing in the middle of the stage is. The table. The table. That's the, uh, <laughs> yes, that's the actual Hebrew word, is table. Well, uh, yeah. That's from the Greek, table. Well, that, that's where you eat, right? It's from the table, and that's where the wine and the. Yes, I, su- I suppose. And that's not where the priest eats. No. Well, no, no. He, he eats behind the people. Wow. <laughs> yes, okay. Thank you, sir. You bet. Right. Have a good happy, day. Happy holidays. You as well. Uh-huh. Wow. Right, so I'm looking I'm Wikipedia altar. <laughs> I've never even thought about altar. this. We waste so many moments looking up stupid things. Yes. That is that is our entire program, by the way. Just looking up the whole altar thing. I barely knew her. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Yeah, Rick, isn't this the lectern where the person reading stands? Uh... Lectern. That is where the person who reads from the Bible stands. Yes, that is the lectern. Yeah. All right. And you're dredging up a whole lot of suppressed, you know, broken Catholic memory. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's you know, somebody, uh, we were talking yesterday about, uh, Laura and I kind of have this whole thing about trying to, given one more shot at going to Midnight Mass. And uh, so I do want to thank the many people who uh, who mailed uh, in their suggestions about that. But, yeah, it is, it is like you try Hey, if you really want to try something spooky, there's a, a church out on the way towards St. Helens that still does the old, uh, like, 1963 missile, the, the like, old-school Catholic Oh, the pre, pre-Vatican II? Yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, back on something else, what was that screaming sound that just happened in the background? Oh, that was my screaming toddler son. My toddler does son. He, does he scream all the time? Only when I drive. <laughs> All right, thank you, sir. Happy home. Where about you get back to steering now? All right, thank you. All right, fine. All right, Rick, so yeah. altar has a meaning in Catholic churches that varies with the context. Its most common usage is not to note the table itself, but the area surrounding it. That is the entire sanctuary. This includes both the area behind uh, the altar and in front of it. 
All right. So so and it is both general and specific. Them, yeah, is that area. All right. Although and, that's not the definition of altar. And then the thing that the layperson stands at to read uh, from the scripture is either a pulpit or a lectern, probably. All right. Excellent. Fantastic. There you go. All right. Tim Riley's working on the following stories for your edification today. Well, it's got to take a lot of patience behind the wheel wherever you're going today. Just because you get out of work early doesn't mean everybody else in the world is, too. So it'll take you uh, much longer than usual to get where you're going. All right. A woman sits in a urine-soaked plane seat. <laughs> it's the happiest story of the year. Mm-hmm. That can-be man lifelighter for ramming into a mailbox at a borrowed motorcycle and not wearing a helmet. He was a lifelighter three weeks ago for another incident. That after being beaten over the head by a baseball bat with his angry neighbor. You get one lifelighting per, per, per year. That's it. Now we're going to check in with Charlie Daniels and see how his very pasty white Christmas is going. The vandals replaced the infant Jesus with pig's heads. That comes to us from K2. On The Daily Show at the Colbert Report returned January 7th without writers and... DMV records confirm... Casey Aldridge was born on April 29th, 1989. That make him 18. Ah. Oh, boo. All right. Well, I'm disappointed by that. Now, the other thing about the statutory rape thing. I feel like we're all as sad that there wasn't a rape that happened. It, it all depends on where the actual <clears throat> act took place. But even what state? But if, if, if it, it was in California or Louisiana, this could be two very different animals. But it's but even if it was in California, he was only 18. He had to doesn't he have to be 19 for it to be really a problem anywhere? Mhm. So, well that's really sad. I mean, it's I'm happy that there was no crime and stuff. Well, all right, there you go. Oh, by the way, I saw <clears throat> just on the um, on the Jimmy Lynn Spears tip, I saw a uh, picture of her yesterday. Her and Britney somewhere, I don't know when it was taken or where. It was she and Britney going to some event, some shindig. And uh, and it's just, I know it's wrong to think this sort of thing. But, you know, it, but whenever you see somebody who's just, you know, I'm, I'm 16, what should I do? I'll have a baby. And, and clearly they haven't just thought it out. And you do take a sort of perverse joy in some of those things, like the fact that when she and Britney were photographed, you know, Britney look, it looks like a greasy sow, as she always does. But then there's Jamie Lynn Spears, who was wearing what I believe are size zero jeans, you know, and like a halter shirt or whatever, like a thing that shows her, you know. And you realize, like, that that's over, honey. Those days are gone. Yeah. I don't care. And even after you have the baby, you'll not be in if those jeans young, ever you again. You snap back pretty quickly, though, don't you? <laughs> what a horrible phrase that is. Snap back. Yes. Like silly putty, or uh, well, no, grilled Lisa cheese just sandwich. Had a baby a month and a half ago, and she's already back to her pre-pregnancy weight. Lisa, Lisa, yeah. yeah. Lisa looks fantastic. She's in. She's like every day. It's like she's losing weight, and she keeps eating, and it's just like it's the breastfeeding. Maybe the baby is sucking her will to live. Uh, that baby's gonna be lonely by itself pretty soon. What? What? Whose baby? That baby by itself. There should be a second child. Oh yeah. Oh. Well, of course. If you have one, why not have three? Uh, no, but I think if you, Brittany, using Brittany as a roadmap, I know that we haven't even started the Brittany watch, but using Brittany as a roadmap, Brittany did not snap back after her pregnancy. Brittany was sort of like uh, one of those little uh, marionettes in which the middle string was just cut, and she just sort of went, and, just sort of, and everything just sort of bulged out. You know what it was? It was like her whole life, Brittany Spears was wearing some sort of invisible truss. And then as soon as the baby uh, came, they just, just ripped off that whalebone corset and suddenly just, and she just became like Mr. Creosote. So, uh, all right. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Is this me? Yes, it is. Is this me, um, Lord? Uh, am I here, Lord, or however that goes? I should have been quicker with that. What's up? 
between all this talk of pregnancy and K2 and whatnot, yeah. I just had to be reminded that, you know, have you seen Deborah Knapp recently? Uh, now, it, it, did someone tell us that she is with child? Man, oh man, is she hot as balls. Thank you, Don. Yes. Um, I and haven't yeah, seen she her is recently. She is most certainly with child. I found her hot, uh, you know, to begin with. So, now you oh, can... Oh, as do I. And somehow her being pregnant somehow made her even hotter. Yes, yeah, somehow. Yeah, I can't possibly... It can't possibly have anything to do with her ballooning uh, bosoms. Let's somehow. just say it's that a mystery. her bosoms are fantastic. Yes. The, now, can you tell that she is pregnant? Because they... Oh yeah, they, they only show they only show the anchors from the waist up most of the time anyway, right? They disclosed it a few weeks ago, and it's very apparent. So, in other words, if you had not known she was pregnant, would you have been able to tell, or would you have thought that maybe she had uh, some sort of cosmetic surgery? In other words, if you didn't know she was pregnant, would you, would you just have thought she had implants or something? Is it that obvious? Uh, well, it's not so much obvious from the bosom themselves, although those are looking spectacular as uh -huh. well, but, sure she you know, the clothing kind of has changed, and, you know, she wasn't standing to deliver segments. Please tell well, me she's just wearing a, please tell me she's <laughs> just wearing a tarp of some kind. Um, perhaps maybe a burka, something like that, and by the way, using the phrase standing to deliver, talking about a pregnant woman was just, you know, unpleasant even by my lowly standards. Standing to deliver? With Edward James well, almost? you know, standing to deliver the baby and the falling out and the placenta unpleasantness. And I don't really know what we're talking Okay. Hello. I don't know what we're talking about now, so we're going to move on. Thank you. No, no, thank you. All right, bye now. That... I just had it, it just it, it took a left turn into some sort of a thicket. I just don't even know what we were talking about. All right. Uh, hello, Sarah. How are you today? Hello. Jesus, it's 11:30 already. I know. Where's the, lion. the time already gone? Um. All right. And so I you still haven't kicked this cold. But... Are you, and are you heading to Bremerton right for the show? Nope. I decided I am done doing that. Yeah. And decided, I, yeah, I'm done just like trying to get there. It's gonna be way too. Well, hard. Traffic is gonna suck. Yeah. You don't want to go today. No, I don't want to. I'm gonna leave early tomorrow morning. Yeah, that's the right way to do it. And today, it's just gonna be a living hell. Now, how's the, this? Is a dumb question, Tim. Now, are the roads back to normal? Because a bunch of people going to Seattle. Yeah, they're fine. So everything is back to the flooding yeah. is all that's been taken care of. The, the flooding no, has been taken care of. No weirdness because there was no. that there was a sinkhole or something at one point. All right, excellent. No. So yeah, you know if you have to drive, you just do it tomorrow. And if you're trying to drive today, you're just gonna end up. Uh, yeah, that's not gonna be any good at all. Uh, let me just read a couple brief observations here, uh, and then we'll take a break here in a little while. Uh, we'll have uh, CNN radio correspondent Ed McCarthy coming up later on. Uh, it's gonna be a little bit of a of a crazy day. Um, I'll just show you that right now. It is our holiday spectacular. Uh, so we've got um, Scott Daly coming up, Aaron Duran, Dave Lee, Storm Large, the Nickel Arcade guys, our radio play coming up, Ed McCarthy, all of that stuff. Um, so let me read just a few of these emails here, and then uh, we'll take a break here in a second, and uh, we'll continue to get your uh, your phone calls and your, uh, your whatever and your whatnot. Um, this uh, says, hey, Heidi Ho, just a note to say, I don't even know if I should identify this uh, this radio station. Says I heard another radio station. Here's the thing. I don't. I almost don't want to identify the radio station because it's owned by CBS. Because it oh. is a it is a CBS Radio Portland uh, radio station. Well, we're the example to everyone anyway. It is true. Uh, we are the Arthur Miller dance steps right. uh, to which the rest of the uh, the market. I mean, you don't generates. hear people running around the hallway talking about some hot mix on a uh, music station. Let's all. I'm sorry, that was a really loud snorting by my standards. This says, "Heidi Ho, Rick. Just a note to say that I heard." Another mm -hmm. station. 
talking about Britney, Sp- uh, Britney Spears' sister last night. They called it a Britney watch. <laughs> really? Oh, boy. That's fantastic. Wow. Okay. Anyway, uh, so blah da da blah. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, did they have a th- they didn't have a theme song, right? That no, seems I don't to be know. I don't know. It was. Um, I don't even want to identify the radio station on the air. Okay. It was, uh, but it was. That's the station. All right. Uh, well, let's break here so we can kind of get the, the get ahead of time here. Um, so we will come back and coming up a uh, joy of Christmas Darwin watch multiple Britney watch uh, big guest radio play at two o'clock Ed McCarthy later on this hour you stated it's the Rick Emerson. Emerson Radio Program. 503-733-2970. Uh, this email says, hey, I used to go to St. Peter's Church and the peephole is still there. But I showed it to my daughter and her sister when they were little. They thought it was cool. Nobody uses it. It's behind where they hung the altar boy costumes. <laughs> what, really? Are you kidding? Costumes. Yeah, ours was, yeah, it was right next to the ropes where we would hang. Says back in the day, the father would use it to see the uh, turnout at the church. Old churches had a whisper hole at a point where the dome caused amplification so they could hear what everybody was plotting. Okay, that's creepy. That's how the Brown Derby in Los Angeles was designed. You know, you could sit on one side. I think Orson Welles, Mike, maybe I'm just thinking of Ed Wood. The Brown Derby, I think, was designed that way. You could sit in a booth at one end, and if there, were, there was a certain booth at the Brown Derby where if you sat there, you could hear what everybody in every other booth was saying because it would have this weird, this, like, the concavity of the ceiling or whatever. Okay, I know this has nothing to do with anything, yes. but I just stumbled upon uh, Paris Hilton's poster for the hottie and the naughty. Have you seen it? I don't know what that is. Look at that. What is the... Hello. It's her new movie. It's called The Hottie and the Naughty, and this guy, you know, he's trying to get um, the hot girl, but um, her best friend's really ugly. How awful is that? Boy, that just makes me want to beat her senseless. Wow. That's like the worst thing I've ever seen. All right. They made the girl all balding and... Well, I do think that the time is drawing near when we won't have to worry about Paris Hilton she, I don't anymore. Even, I don't even think about I mean, her anymore. she's really off the radar. We, Just like a Lindsay Lohan. They're both kind of gone. Exactly. And Ashley Simpson, who, uh, as you said, I think, didn't she premiere her her new video on which she spent hundreds of thousands of dollars? Didn't she premiere that the same day that Jamie Lynn Spears and now she was pregnant? She sure did. Bang! Let's <laughs> welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from the South. CNN radio correspondent and man of the world, Ed McCarthy. Hello, sir. I'm great. How are you, Rick? I am fantastic, my friend. So is this uh, now? Are you, you're on. The, are you on tomorrow or not? How's the holiday thing work for you? Yeah, yeah. I uh, on tomorrow, and I'll be back on Tuesday. Excellent. All right. So uh, <laughs> we will not be here on Tuesday. We'll be back on Wednesday, though. So we we may speak to you then if you're up. Oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll be around. Uh, that was going to be my question, actually. I know they've got you kind of doing the, uh, you know, some of these stories they roll out every year. They've, you're doing the holiday thing. Now, you're not uh, the holiday travel beat. You're not actually, you're not going to actually have to travel somewhere, right? Is, are you sticking close to home? No, not traveling. Just watching all these people do that, which is which is enough. Because they had the uh, the postal story the other day about how the post office guys, it's just, uh, you know, it, it is the best of times and worst of times for working at the post office. And then Sarah is actually going to be going to visit her family, but even she has decided just to bag it for today and just go sometime tomorrow because at about, I mean, offices around the country start to close at about 2, 3 o'clock uh, on days like this, and then it's like every single person, it's like there was one massive starter gun. Well, oh, yeah. Everybody with a car decides to get on the interstate at exactly the same moment. Exactly, and, and they, they are, it's the same thing in Atlanta here. They're going to be on the road now. It's, I'm kind of stalling. I'm actually here, ready to wrap it up. I'm going to live chat with the network at 3. 
Eastern time here. But, uh, you know, I think uh, the longer you stay here, the better off you might be. Yeah. And so the well, and, uh, the, the airport's the best. I, oh. I, I can tell you that firsthand. Dude, I was talking to Steve Kastenbaum the other day He was because he's at LaGuardia. And where you said that, if I'm, if I'm relaying the story correctly, I do believe it is that LaGuardia Airport has actually now just started to factor in the 40 minutes or whatever you will be sitting on the tarmac. And the 20 minutes it's going to take you, because you, you're, like, stacked up in traffic, circling the airport like a vulture over carrion. That's the worst. Yeah, and they're just so a two-hour flight now, they just tell you, is going to be three hours, because they just know you're going to be delayed half an hour waiting to land, half an hour waiting to deplane. It's just the worst. So I Oh, it's awful. And, and you know, I, I hate that, because they'll always say, you know, well, we should be in a little bit early. Uh, to the gate, and then the minute they, the next thing you know, they're circling around up there because of all the, the air traffic. So, in other words, that flight would have been in probably 50 minutes earlier had they not had the circle anyway. Well, it does remind you that uh, among the many gifts that God has given humanity, the in-flight service of Jack Daniels is among the... That's like in the top five. You know what I mean? That's, maybe that's what it is. You know what it is? Frankly, that might be it. It's like there's always that rumor that the reason Starbucks coffee tastes so bad and overcooked is because they want you to spend $4 in a Frappuccino instead. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe the Jack Daniels distillery and like uh, and like Alaska Airlines or something have some... The fix is in somehow with all of the airlines. So they'll just delay it long enough that you'll want another and coke. So I just want to lube with the passengers and get them all exactly. <laughs> get them, calm them down. A little something to numb the travel pains, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Well, uh, we will uh, probably not speak with you again until Wednesday then. So uh, you and uh, Kathy, the whole family, have a, a fantastic holiday and a great weekend. And we'll talk to you sometime next week, sir. Thanks so much, Rick. You and everybody else here of the gang. Please have a great, uh, great holiday season. Thank you, Thank my you, friend. Ed. See ya. There you go, Ed McCarthy, ladies and gentlemen, in Atlanta. He's all class. He really is. I dig that guy. I gotta get him up here one of these days. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show, sir, or madam, as the case may be. Hey, it would be a sir. Hey, Rick, sir, uh, Tim. Hey. Uh, Merry Christmas to all y'all. Howdy. Hey, I uh, just uh, wanted to propose uh, sticking it to the man this uh, holiday season by uh, supporting the local artists and vendors at the Saturday market. Now, when does that Good even call. is that even open now? Well, it has been open all week. Um, usually, this uh, last part of the year, they do a they do a thing where uh, it's the last minute shopping, and it's open today until six o'clock, and then uh, tomorrow and Sunday and Monday. Let me just oh. tell you, totally going today. Thanks for the tip. And yeah, we, uh, absolutely. We have many friends who sell stuff down there. Let me just tell you this: that here's how dumb I am. Uh, that I have now lived here for uh, about a decade. And uh -huh. there are actually still times when I cannot figure out where the hell the Saturday market is. It's like I'm it's driving. It's the Burnside Bridge, Rick. I know, but I'm driving. It's easy for you to say, hard for me to find. When I'll be driving around, and I'm actually just taking a series of increasingly frustrating left-hand turns, trying to figure out where I'm going. Well, here's the opportunity. Take Max. It drops you off right under the Burnside Bridge, and you can do the Skidmore Market and Saturday Market all at the same time. Well, you know, I do look for any opportunity to take the Max, and nothing says the holiday season like loading my arms up with valuable consumer goods and then getting on the Max train. Well, with them. that's why you bring Tim along, so he can bat off any of those crazy lunatics out yeah. here. If only they had a place at Saturday Market that sold handguns, then I'd be all set. So. Well, actually, I can set you up with that. I'm down here if you'd like. Just kidding, right? Well, maybe another time. All right, thank you, sir. <laughs> Happy holidays to you. You too, guys. Right, thanks. You I do have my taser, Rick, if you want to go. Oh, really? Now, where is that at? Have you have you gotten rid of that, or you still have it around? No, I have it. No, I, it's next to my bed. Really? Oh, totally. Okay. No, I live, no, I live alone. It's is it armed? Is it charged? Mm-hmm. 
All right. It's in the drawer next to my bed. Okay, that's pretty great, actually. No, it's it's a great feeling because I thought I woke up at like 4.30 this morning, couldn't fall back asleep, and my sensor light was on in the backyard. I'm like, crap. Because that's the, I love living by myself, but that's kind of the scary thing when it's 4.30 in the right. morning and you realize you live in an apartment alone. Totally. I'm like, okay, so my sensor light's on. I heard a weird noise. And it really is nice to know that I have a weapon. I can just pretend to not have it and then just... So it's sort of it's, it's a comforting feeling just to have it nearby. It is. It kind of scares me though. I can't look at it too much because I'm afraid of like, you know, turning it. I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like, well, you kind of want to see what it feels like, but not really. Oh no, no. You know, here's what it's like uh, in a sort of in a weird way. It's like that electric bug zapper that I have. Not the kind that hangs from the ceiling, but I have that, you know, like little tennis racket thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yo, yeah, I've seen those. Those are fantastic. And you told me all the fun that you Oh, it's wonderful. And if you haven't seen these, you can buy these at, uh, like, the Sharper Image, I think, sells them. Just everywhere. It's like a little tiny tennis racket strung with wire. And you press a button on the handle, and it goes, and the, and the, the, the netting of the tennis racket thing electrifies. And so the deal is you can swat a fly in the air. And you, it's actually not the swatting that kills him. Like, if you hit a fly in the air with it, it, it immediately electrifies him, and then he dies. It's, it's fantastic. It and you just, did it with spiders, too, didn't oh, you? Oh, I did it with all kinds of creatures. And it's, yeah, there's a, you know, there's some weird crawling thing across the counter. And, you know, and it, it really is just, it, it's just the most empowering feeling of science helping you triumph over the hideous insect world. Um, but, but in a weird way, like, I do want to know what it feels like. And there's a big thing, like, don't touch this to your skin. And I mean, and it contains enough current to kill living things, admittedly very small living things, but it does have enough current to actually kill life forms. So part of me is really interested to know what it feels like, and part of me is really reluctant to do it. So I'm probably not ever going to do that, but it's, I do know the sensation. I can't see you, doing it. You're too wimpy. Well, Richie said that the taser, the whatever, the, the didn't hurt. It was just sort of uncomfortable. It was just an unpleasant sensation. Yeah. So... Uh, Rick, I'm currently stuck in Knoxville, Tennessee for Christmas with my parents. I am right now... Oh, this is he's this is from a Blackberry. He says, currently I am stuck in the car with my dad who loves Rush Limbaugh. Guess which crappy Christmas album they are pimping. Yes, it's all Mannheim steamroller all the time. He says, that's right, kill me, kill me, please Jesus, kill me. Uh, let's see, how about this? Um... Oh, Richie, uh, yes, well done. Uh, the Writers Guild. Let's uh, let's do that sometime. Well, hold on. Let me just. Oh, Richie. It's called Sex Panther. Oh, Richie. By Odia. It's quite pungent. Hello, Richie Bristol. Hello. All right. Uh, Writers Guild. Uh, sometime next week, yes? Yes. Awesome, Richie. Uh, I don't You're know. You're unstoppable. You really are a booking machine, my friend. Well, do you good. want to do it on Thursday or Friday? Wait, hold on. Is he wearing Sex Panther? No, that's not. Is that Sex Panther? What is that? I thought I put on Sex Panther. I can't really. Well, it does have that kind of Drakkar smell to it. No, it's fine. You know what? It's sort of understated. And was it one squirt? One uh, squirt or now two. Now I like halfway stop in between. I go half a squirt. No, no, no. But here's oh. the, now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't the deal, Sarah, that you're supposed to spray it into the air and then walk through it? That's what I've always heard. I mean, I know this makes me sound incredibly feminine, well, but I do, I do believe it's like when I've had perfume, I'll like spray it on my wrist and then rub them together and then put them. Yeah, up. but you can't burn chicken today. You want your I put hands that, to smell. I put it you right in my it. armpit. I spray one here, usually one right I here. I spray it right into my underwear. Um, See, it's what deodorant's for. Yeah, really, and bathing and stuff. Oh, so oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Writers Guild. So why don't we just go ahead and start the new? Uh, well, not the new year, but next week off of the bank. Why don't we do that Wednesday? Wednesday? Because we have Mr. Skin. Because uh, he's on vacation for a couple weeks. So why don't we do that next Wednesday? Or are you angry? You're not going to be here for that? No, no, it's okay. All right. I so kind of actually. Can we do it Thursday, please? Let's schedule the Writers Guild guy for Thursday. Thank you. Okay, I'll try. For the Thursday. love of God. All right. It's because so, it's a really interesting topic. Well, when is the SAG Awards? When are those coming up? 
Because isn't that the deal that the, the SAG Awards is the first show? Oh, wait, I've got this here. Uh, let's see. The only award show, blah, 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 the Writers Guild, um, something. All right, well, whatever. Anyway, well, so let's see if we can schedule it for Thursday. That would be fantastic. Let's see, All right. SAG Awards. Can I say hello? Yes. That's Richie Bristol hello. who did that, by the way. Oh, okay. That crusty the clown life is so unnerving. All right, there you go. It's five zero three seven three three two. January twenty seventh, two thousand eight. Nine seven. All right, January when? Twenty seventh. All right, so we'll do it next week and then whatever. Uh, we'll read this email. We'll play a little thing into the break. We'll come back with Tim Riley in the new news hour. Rick. Uh, says, although I escaped from the confines of the church earlier than most of you, for the sounds of it, I was wondering if when you watch Star Wars and they say, may the force be with you, do you have to choke back and also with you? Or it could just be me. Merry Christmas. Best show ever. Thank you, sir. Uh, all right. Let's do this. I'll play us a little song into the break. We'll come back. Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth around the corner. Later on, Dave Lee, Storm Large, um, Scott Galley, Aaron Duran, and of course our live Christmas play happening at 2 p.m. today. So you'll be listening for that. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. We are live on the 21st before Christmas. You stay there. We're back after this.
Cambodia. Uh, 503-733-2970. Coming up later on, Scott Daly from FilmFeverRadio.com. I don't even know if he's reviewing anything. I think he might just be here. Uh, Aaron Duran is going to be here uh, later on as well. Storm Large, pianist Dave Lee will be joining us. Uh, I think the Nickel Arcade guys are stopping by at some point. And, of course, our live radio play coming up at 2 p.m. today. But first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, please pay heed to this. It's time for the Rick Emerson Noon News Hour from AM 970 Solid State Radio. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. So you do know that everyone is leaving work early at the same time as you. And everybody knows that secret route home. You're all going to die. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that not the point? I'm sorry. That's always just my go-to suffix for any story. That had nothing to do with what we were talking about. You're all going to die. Not that it matters at this point. Oh. So here's a... Let's see. The latest Max story is... A fire of the Max tracks in Southwest had commuters scrambling up the train last night. It happened at Goose... Hollow, 645. They can see flames coming out of the tunnel. Wait, is this a story about the Max? Yeah. You're all going to die. No, that's appropriate. All right. The train was able to come to a stop at the platform, and the driver told everyone to get on. <laughs> Just like Prince. So nobody knows what uh, started the fire in the tunnel. So I didn't get a good look at it today because I drove in. Because I'm taking my secret route home when I leave early, and I'm going to be the only one on the road. Why do I picture you going and getting in your car, and then the wings just come up like the DeLorean and Back to the Future 2, and just blast off? No, I'm thinking of the last Starfighter. You know what I mean? You know what I'm, what I'm getting at, though. Kind of. Okay. Time for the joy of Christmas. Oh, exciting. Here's the uh, joy of Christmas for Friday. The best part is how he says, look, everybody, right before the final gunshot. Sort of like the death of every redneck. So anyway, uh, are any of us flying in this room over the uh, holiday season? Nope, just my sister in from New York. She's already in Seattle. Wait, so, okay, so nobody here is doing any sort of a, uh, nobody here is doing any sort of holiday flying. No. Mm-mm. Well, that's too bad. Well, you can thank your lucky stars because this uh, Massachusetts woman sat in a urine-soaked seat on yeah. her flight from West Palm Beach, Florida to mm, Boston. Sexy. It's it's uh, it's it's quite a thing. So uh, yeah. Buy your 2008 season Oops. pass to Six Flags at the lowest price of the That's year. That's not me. No. Here comes the story. <laughs> Here comes the story uh-huh. now. Okay. We're still waiting. It's about the woman who sat in the urine well, soaked seat. While, while we're waiting for that, so your yes. sister's lying. Let me just. The sheets so red Oops. and moist. Where are? Where's that coming from? That's probably here. Oh, God. it's going on right now. Oh, sorry. Little nightmare pretty much eclipses them all. Yeah, really. Jim Boyd is live at Logan Airport with her story. It is yeah. yeah. Really? Well, Jennifer Castellano says that she was traveling on Airtran, headed from Florida here to Boston on Monday night. She says things were going smoothly until she reached her assigned seat. He had too much saliva in his mouth. I was sitting maybe 30 seconds to a minute and realized that my pants were soaked. Castellano says she was wearing jeans and a long sweater. She went to the laboratory. I realized that I was saturated in urine from the smell. Castellano says what she found more disturbing was what she learned while talking to flight attendants. The woman flight attendant told me that on the previous flight, a man had urinated on himself in that particular seat. And um, I said, well, 
I'm not sitting on a three-hour flight soaked in somebody else's urine. That is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> she removed her soaking jeans and sweater and wrapped herself in a blanket a that she was given. She says she was allowed to change seats. A lot of urine. Arrived in Boston, she air took off all of her clothes and wrapped herself in her an her airplane luggage. blanket? <laughs> I got off the plane at Logan. I had to walk through the terminal in a blanket. Um, to retrieve my bags from baggage claim. This is why you bring a spare change of clothing. humiliating, yeah. degrading to walk through an airport dressed like this. Um, they did not offer me uh, any clothes voucher. They didn't offer me to get my bags from baggage claim. They, they did nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. What airline? A spokeswoman for Air Trans said it's against federal regulations for airline personnel to retrieve passenger luggage. A spokeswoman says, however, that Air Trans is continuing to investigate, but they do plan to refund Castellano the full purchase price of her ticket and to pay for her damaged clothing. To give her a good Supporting scrubbing. live at Logan Airport, I'm Jim Boyd, New Center 5. That is fantastic. That's the best holiday story so that far, really I think. That is the best one. And, okay, it makes you believe in people again. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, okay, well, let's. So she's sitting in an airplane seat, presumably a cloth or a fabric seat. Yes. That's a lot of urine. I mean, by the time she realized the gravity of her problem, it had soaked all the way through her clothes. Oh. So she went to the bathroom, removed her wet clothing, and wrapped herself in the blanket for duration of the flight, and then to retrieve her baggage, she was still wearing the airline blanket. Okay, I have so many questions about this. First of all, so those airline blankets are really small. They're thin. Mm-hmm. They don't shield you from and anything. They're, they're like about this big. Barely cover your woman. She's a very parts. modest woman. No. The uh, so this but I don't understand. Okay, so the guy who had sat on the seat before her uh, wet himself. Yes. But that's a lot of urine if it soaked all the way through her jeans and and as how do you know he su- wasn't drinking all the way? Well, in her sweater though. Mm-hmm. Like, and was she sitting sweater. on the sweater, or was it yeah. wrapped around her waist, yuppie style? Yeah, maybe she took off her sweater. Well, don't wrap it around your waist, and these things won't happen. So, uh, what? I want to know what she did with the urine-soaked clothing when she took it off. We, we did, don't know. We need a follow-up on this story. Did she stash it in an overhead compartment or under her seat or something? I, I guess she's saving it for evidence. Let me ask you this, Sarah, because you're the only woman in the room, so I have to ask you. Given this Hobson's choice, would you rather sit there in clothes soaked in someone else's urine, or... Stripped down, presumably to just her undergarments. I can't imagine she went fully nude. Strip down to your undergarments and wrap yourself in an airline blanket for the flight. I would sit soaked in urine. Excellent. As would I. No, I would totally do that. I mean, who knows where those airline blankets are? They don't clean them. They just fold them to make them look clean. And then more and more people are, like, laying their crusty heads on them. Crusty heads. And then you have to rub it against your skin. Oh. And I mean, look, I don't want to be soaked in somebody's urine. I think I speak for all of us on that score. But, I mean... Not to sound too laissez-faire, but I mean, okay, it'll wash off, yeah. and then you'll have a bad night of, and then, you know, and then hopefully you'll be able to move past it. The, the public nudity or close to nudity thing, I, that is a, I am one of those people that has dreams like that, where I'm, I had I, one the other night where station nude. My mom buys me Christmas pajamas every year, and I have this really tacky pair that's white with, like, snowflakes all over them. Uh-huh. I dreamt I was running through public trying to get home, and I was in my snowflake. See, and I totally have those. I have that dream where it's like I'm either partially uh, nude or fully nude or my underwear or whatever. So, I'm yeah, I'm not with that. I would totally sit in urine before I was nude. Tim? I'd love to sit in urine. God bless us, everyone. There's your joy of Christmas. Fantastic. Here's Tim Riley.
Well, let's visit with Charlie Daniels, shall we, as he gets into Christmas. He says it's a celebration of the birth of the baby Jesus, uh -huh. and he's big on this tradition. Okay. We have friends over Christmas Eve for supper. That's something we started 20 years ago. I love the traditions we've established over the years. He finds Christmas to be a special time for family and friends, so much so that he and his wife, Hazel, pull out all the stops when it comes to decking the halls of their lovely home. We have, uh, I think, four Christmas trees she has. She has a regular big tree. And regular. She has a, some smaller ones. And one is a, a special ornaments tree from ornaments that we've gotten from all over the place, the places that we've gone or people have given us. One is a cowboy tree, and one is an angel tree, and one is a tree tree. I don't know what it is. A but tree tree. Puts everything, I think it's one of the everything comes off the walls in certain places, and she puts all these decorations up. Then the break in the song. And every Gonna try to see if reindeer really how to fly. How do those reindeer fly? That really, <laughs> that really, that really is the whitest Christmas of of all at the Daniels household. He used to be so great. Really, like 30 years ago, Charlie Daniels was legitimately cool. I don't understand how he became some weird Jesus clown. I mean, that really is what he looks like now. Just a big, bloated, red-faced, sweaty, beady-eyed bastard. All right, well, what can you do? Well, it's got to be Tina Turner's merriest Christmas ever. <laughs> His family and friends say their final goodbye to Ike Turner today. His family is open to the public. Stop in and get acquainted. It's at the, uh, let's see, it's in Gardenia, California. Uh, Little Richard and Solomon Burke are among the scheduled speakers. Uh, but Tina will not be there. She's busy Christmas shopping. Uh, Tina said, quote, I haven't seen Ike in 35 years, and the last time I did, he treated me appallingly. So there's no way I'm going to the service and pay tributes to him. Unquote. He died in his sleep Wednesday in San Marcos, California. He was 76. You know, and that's exactly how it works. Like, you know, all those Pol Pot and all those guys, they die peacefully in bed. They get fat and happy at the age of 85. Uh, you know? All right. Uh, somebody sent me a holiday greeting from the Bullet Boys. Oh, who are they? Boy, I wonder if I should screen this first. I think so. Probably. Let's do it right now. <laughs> Let's screen it on the air. Wow. I, I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I'm gonna close this right now. The one, even just the one, two filled me with right, why dread. Why don't you play it and I'll listen to it in cue. The Bullet Boys have a uh, not a famous song, but the Bullet Boys had a song at one point that the opening of which was one, two, f you. So that's immediately what I flashed back to. Uh, what should, how should I play this, Sarah? I just yeah, just play it and I can hear it. Oh, is that uh, uh, just in cue? All right, hold on. I put it on my desktop somewhere. Where did my Bullet Boys Christmas greeting go? Boy, I never thought I'd be saying that out loud. All right, here we go. I'm playing this Bullet Boys Christmas greeting. It's 42 seconds long. I have no idea what it is. Sarah's listening to it in queue right now. really stupid. Really? Is it terrible? It's them singing chestnuts roasting on an open fire. The Bullet Boys? Really? But they're doing it really kookily. Are they? They're like, oh, look at how hilarious we are. We're the Bullet Boys singing chestnuts. They're not even, they're not even rocking it. They're just, uh, it's just lame. Well, they can come back when they sing it with Charlie Daniels. It's pretty terrible, actually. It is might this, be worth playing. Is it worth playing? Well, I'm checking to make sure there's profanity. Yeah, ten seconds left. Let's make sure there is. All right. An um, all-profanity Christmas. And that's it. That's okay, it. yeah, that's it. All right. Okay. Well, let's play this Bullet Boys holiday ID that was sent to me by some guy. Oh, Brian. All right, thank you, Brian. Bullet Boys holiday greet. Bullet Boys, who we've actually uh, we've actually presented two of their shows here. So here we go. This is um. What? 
Chestnut. No. No. No, we're done. That's it. That's all we're going to play from that. I'm sorry. That's... No. Here's Tim Riley. That's all. I needed to hear two syllables of that, and I was I was finished. Dateline can be. For the second time in less than three weeks, 19-year-old Gary Horvath has been life-led to OHSU with head injuries. The first time followed an attack by an angry neighbor who belted him over the head with a baseball bat. Yesterday morning, Horvath was on a, another a borrowed motorcycle from apparently a neighbor who liked him at the time. That was not street legal, and he was riding without a helmet. When he clipped the quarter, crashed through a mailbox, and landed in the front yard on North Cedar Street in Canby. This time, he also had more head injuries. And, and keep in mind, even after the head injuries, he wasn't wearing a helmet before <laughs> riding this motorcycle. I mean, he figured the damage had been done. So he has, uh, this time, head, neck, abdominal, and pelvic injuries. Oh. He's in good condition. There's another twist. The yard is the same house where the SUV had crashed on December 10th. <laughs> Uh, Cammy, uh, police spokesman summed it up. Hopefully, we're done for the season. <laughs> you know that, you know what that means. That means hopefully the internal injuries will just take care of themselves. Uh, alright, here's Tim Riley. Uh, cops in the Beaver asking for your help. Apparently, someone is running around claiming to be a Beaverton police officer and pulling over ladies. The department normally does not conduct traffic stops and then mark cars by ununiformed officers. Now, there have been two complaints during the uh, month of a white and tan SUV with flashing blue and red lights in the grill. Uh, both times, the driver uh, was told they had illegal fog lamps, whatever that is. <laughs> you have illegal fog lamps, ma'am. Uh, the man did not ask either victim for their licenses and told them they can go free with a verbal warning after being stopped for several minutes. The suspect is a white man, which makes it hard, harder to find. He's about six feet tall. He weighs 200 pounds. He's wearing a blue sport coat and tan slacks and carrying a black mag light flashlight. Any suspicious stops must be reported to the police department. Any driver can call 911 at the time of the stop if they have concerns whether or not the cop is real or not. You're advised to ask to see the badge or identification card to verify it's really a police officer. By the way, speaking of creepy, uh, I don't know if you heard this. This is from, um, the hell is this from? The Star Tribune, which I think uh, is, I think that is uh, Houston. Uh, it says, two men thought, this is how you know something has gone badly, when it starts with, two men thought it was just a joke. Cutting off a woman's underwear as other men in a bar laughed, and the bartender turned down her pleas for help. Oh, my God. It's uh, got to be Texas. Let's see, this is from, no, it's from Minnesota. St. Cloud, Minnesota. Two men were charged with sexual assault after cutting off a woman's underwear in a bar in what they characterized as a misunderstood joke. Michael blah da, da blah and Russell Bomb blah 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 of Stout Rapids were charged in Stearns County Court with second-degree sexual assault with a dangerous weapon. They're accused of... How drunk do you have to be before you think that this is all like a holiday jape? They were accused of holding the woman down against the bar and cutting off her underwear with a knife. Where is the misunderstanding part? Well, uh, Puhala and Baumgardner both told authorities they viewed the incident as a joke, according to a criminal complaint. According to the complaint, the woman was in the darn, it's called the darn bar, when she ran into the men whom she considered friends. At, I guess maybe there's only so many people to choose from in St. Cloud, Minnesota. As they talked, the two men joked about what kind of underwear she was wearing. Oh, this is like that Mad Men episode where they're chasing yeah. the secretary around mm -hmm. and placing bets on what color her underwear is. This is the late Obagon uh, version of it. She told them her underwear was none of their business. And Baumgartner said he was then going to cut off her underwear. What kind of a response is that? What color are your underwear? I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to cut them off! 
Uh, oh, my God. The two men walked over to the woman seated at the bar and then pulled out a knife. She was then restrained by her wrists and forearms while they reached into her pants and cut off her underwear. She apparently yelled for help several times and asked the bartender to call the police. And the bartender said, well, it seems like a joke. Holy God, shades of the accused. Yeah, really, honestly. Where's Garrison Keeler for this story? No sex on pool table. See, there's a little thing inside of a thing there. Ah, here's Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Well, tomorrow marks the beginning of the shortest day of the year. The winter solstice arrives tomorrow at 1 a.m. Dr. Norman Rosenthal, author of Winter Blues, says for many of the winter months bring back a condition known as seasonal affective disorder. Some people develop a very common syndrome, which involves a decrease in energy, tendency to sleep later in the morning, Is to overeat, difficulty concentrating, difficulty enjoying yourself. DocBot5000 had this to say. Yes, the major factor in SAD, as it's called, is a lack of sunlight. Now, there are things you can do to make yourself feel better, such as bring an additional light into your home or workspace. There are also lights and light boxes of higher output of light that can help you get through the winter months. Uh, many factors contribute to SAD, including many generics, and women seem to suffer more than men. Doesn't buying a box of light make it sound like we're living in 1752 mm -hmm. and someone has just appeared with, like, a light bulb or something? Thomas Magic Edison? box. Yes, seriously. I have bought a light box. Kneel before me. The, uh, hey, here's a fun fact. When the guy said, blah, 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 cheer yourself up, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I'm reading that book, that uh, Starbucked by Taylor Clark. Yes. Did you know that in London... Uh, a that a, a coffee is more a cup of coffee is more expensive than a line of cocaine. They have the worst coffee there. No, the, the coffee is largely terrible there, which is why Starbucks is kind of flourishing. Mm. Um, I really cannot recommend this book uh, highly enough. Starbucks by Taylor Clark. He's a Portland author too, so uh, so that's good. Uh, he worked for the Willamette, I think. <laughs> the guy was noting that a cup that like a Starbucks, I think it was like a it was like a Starbucks like whatever the big grande whatever blah 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 is actually more expensive than a line of cocaine. Uh, in London, and that pharmacologically speaking, it actually has a uh, it has a, actually has exactly the same ability to elevate your mood. In other words, um, one cheers you up if that is the correct phrase. One cheers you up pharmacologically speaking exactly as much as the other, according to studies. And the cocaine is actually cheaper. Not that I'm in, maybe I'm drawing the wrong lesson out of this. I'm sorry. Let's just forget I had this whole. What was this about? I don't remember. I think I was inadvertently telling people to buy cocaine because it was like the better value for your money. That's not really what I meant to... We're going to move off this. Here's Tim Riley. Well, it was a consumer report. That. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm a regular horror with, uh, with this. Yeah. Well, it's uh, time to cook food because it is the holidays. And if turkey is the mainstay of your traditional Christmas dinner, the Connecticut Department of Public Health, they're filling in for the... Uh, the other clinic we usually use. The Connecticut what? Clinic. Wants you to make sure that you cook your meat. Uh, Tracy Waits, the coordinator of the Food Protection Program, says turkey must be cooked at at least 165 degrees. And make sure your Christmas gift isn't a trip to the hospital. Yeah. The most common disease that most people are aware of associated with poultry is uh, salmonella food poisoning. But there are others. But the good thing is they can be avoided with thorough cooking of the turkey. Does salmonella come from fish? I think it comes from, like, any raw food that isn't cooked all the way. Why does it have the word salmon in it? It's not pronounced salmon. It's salmonella. Salmonella. Yeah, but the, the word, but fish isn't pronounced salmon. It's pronounced salmon. Salmon. Nobody's saying it's fish. I'm saying... I'm saying... 
Look, if there was if there was a, a, a if, they, if there was some sort of food illness called rainbow trout ella, wouldn't you think that it came from fish? But it's not salmonella; it's salmonella. Like just because it has the same word in it doesn't mean it means the same thing. I'm right. just wondering about the etymology of the word. I'm sorry. Please forgive my curiosity. I'll well, never just, try to learn again. Just like Dennis Miller's psychic is Sal, it isn't salmon. I suppose that's true, Tim. I can't argue with that. Uh, let's find out who these... Uh, hello, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello! Yeah, hi. Hey! Wait, hold on a second. Let me cue up any number of sound effects that this call might require. Go ahead. Hey, uh, I want to tell you about this CD called Slade. It's a Christmas CD. Is, does it have a... Is this a kooky homonym where it's spelled one way and it's pronounced Slade with a G-H? Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like this sleigh you would ride in when you were riding with uh, one horse and an open one. As in one horse open slade. Yes. It's pretty cool. It's got a really great version of, uh, what is that, uh, Way in the Manger? Why are you asking me? I don't. It seems like I'm you ought to have this information at your fingertips more, much more so than I. Way in oh, the Manger. you must check out the CD. It's really good. It's got some funny stuff on it. It's got some hard rock stuff on it, you know. It sounds like a that. CD that the entire office can agree on. Oh, it would be one everybody would agree on. Okay. Mm -hmm. is, it, uh, is it fun for the whole family? It truly is. There's a... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's clean. It's clean, that's for sure. And it's called Slade, with, like with a G-H. S-L-I-E-G-H-E-D. All right. I'm going uh, to look it up right now. If I can find something, we'll play it, sir, based solely on your recommendation. It's a fantastic CD. I listen to it all the time. If we know? end up not liking it, we're going to shun you forever. Well, uh... Uh, please, please, no, please. No, it's it's too late, sir. <laughs> That's it. The, it's, it's what it is. It's uh. It's bookended by a, a couple of funny kind of songs, you know, yeah. and then but the, uh, in between, and there's a really whack song in there too. It's not even a song. It's a. I'm sorry. It's what? It's a really whack song. It's, it's not whack? even a song. It's like, a, and I wish I had the CD in front of me, and I don't. And I wish I knew what the bands were, yeah. and I don't know. I, I wish any number of things about this call. Let me, <laughs> sir, <laughs> since you've said whack, uh, do you mean whack as in uh, as in lame? Uh, I would consider it lame. All it's, right. inter it's so lame, it's entertaining is uh -huh. what it is. So here's the thing. Because you've used the word whack, uh, I'm reading you someone as, uh, sir, someone who's familiar with the culture and with the linguistics that the young people use. I'm now going to give you an ad hoc quiz from our collection of uh, AM970 slang flashcards. <laughs> All right, sir. Please, Fired up. Please to identify uh, it, or to explain the definition of this word. Wait, hold on. Um, Sir? Yes. What do you, sir, what do you think about this one? Yes. All right, That's sir. Please to oh, explain yeah. the definition of, and then to use in a sentence, the word po-po, as in P-O hyphen P-O. Is this your oh. normal speaking voice? Yes, it is. Okay. It's not like your Jiggles voice. kind of sounds like you're boiling nails in there. No, I'm sorry. There are no nails in me. All right. Po-po, uh, okay. sir. Po-po. Po-po. Uh, uh, Let me use it in a sentence. Yes, sir. Uh, you got some whack po-po. <laughs> you really have no No. Idea. No, thanks for playing, though. No, I really have no idea, but uh, whack is a... Yeah, well, yeah. that's just a... Let me ask you this, before we end this call, to the relief of all, is this Slade, does this feature, uh, like, the Mighty, Bo Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and Spinal Tap and stuff? Uh, yeah, you know what, Spinal Tap is in there, yeah. Yeah, because I'm looking at it, and every single one of the tracks is labeled explicit. Uh, you know, there, I don't really think 
Uh-huh. I don't really think they are. They're not really that explicit. The first song is kind of yeah. The first song mentions the S word. Well, see, the so, thing see, is that's... With, the, with like things being explicit is the FCC doesn't care if things are slightly kind of not there explicit. Is, there is sort of no no kind of explicit. Yeah, well, you know, that's, uh-huh. that's about the only thing that they mention in that one. Is, like, well, that's fine. It's a, you know what? get an S for Christmas kind what? of a thing. Uh, so, really, let me understand this. So, the, the whole point of this call was for you to convince us to play a song no, that no. contains the phrase S for Christmas. No, no, this is merely, no, no, this call is merely for you, for you to uh, either uh-huh. uh, purchase a CD and enjoy it. You don't necessarily have to play it on air. It's not explicit. I mean, you know, there's a great version of Away in the Manger on that CD. Let me ask you this. What, is yes, the word, what, what would you say the word explicit means? Uh, explicit means, what am I, Scotty J? <laughs> <Explicit>. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Explicit is like, you know, uh, 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 well, you got me there. I guess I am Scotty J. All right. Hey, Merry it's Christmas. Not, it's not a bad CD. It's not a nasty okay. CD. You know, and yeah. uh, it's, it's worth the purchase just for the... Uh, All right. The song Away in the Major is fantastic. Uh, thank you. We're losing your call. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Wow. All right. The best part is how every now and again he would just kind of go, like, like that was the sound, of, like the grinding of the gears as his brain tried to find the next part of the sentence. Well, Rick, let me just say that he would just kind of make this weird hypnotoad sound. I have the, I'm looking at the whole CD here, uh, and I... But every single. I think he was just trying to be nice. People don't really understand how dire. I understand that. Can't. I'm just saying I don't think I can play. I mean, I would like to play them on the air. He gave it such a big, uh, you know, talk up. Um, but uh, yeah, every single track. It's local H, mighty mighty Boston. It's an EP. Local H, mighty mighty Boston. Spinal Tap, Goldfinger, Beck, Sonic Youth. Uh, every single one is uh, is labeled explicit. So that's a that's a thing we'll play some other time. All right, here's Tim Riley, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's already starting. Now, apparently, there's, let's see, a stall on the westbound 26, just west of the Vista Ridge Tunnel. The left lane is closed. So that'll slow you down a little bit. So you might as well go back to work and leave at the regular time. Go back to bed. Yeah. You know, just go home and get loaded and sleep it off and drive somewhere tomorrow. Uh, It says here, a scum who stole a a wheelchair from a woman has been caught with brass urns containing stolen ashes. Apparently, he's going to recycle them for cash. Now that he's out of prison for stealing a wheelchair from a disabled woman, police believe an Arlington, Washington man is sinking to new lows. Now he's stealing from the dead. Yes, he's the scum of scum, says the Snohomish County Sheriff's Deputy, uh, Jess Saunders. Deputies investigating a string of burglaries raided the man's property last month and found four old bronze urns. Inside a discarded doghouse. Do you want all were traced to an Everett mausoleum? (laughs) Do you wonder if he had some? There was some sort of mathematical formula, like, who could possibly put up less of a struggle than a woman in a wheelchair? Mm-hmm. Ding! And then the light bulb appears, and then immediately he's there with the a shovel. The urns of dead people. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Digging up someone's aunt. The uh, man was apparently attempting to recycle the urns for cash. Oh. Okay. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hello, Mr. Emerson. How you doing? I'm all right. <laughs> Okie dokie. Um... It has had a little horror story from about an airline flight that I had on Wednesday. Uh-huh. And, of course, it pales, you know, next to sitting in, in urine for three hours. Really? But that is the new gold standard. I think that is the holiday story of the year. One might say the golden standard. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. The uh, the uh, blankets they use now, they're just kind of like little prepackaged, very thin things, and they use them once no, those blankets. Them. Let me just say, those blankets on airplanes are like the... Pi- 
Am I alone in thinking that those airplane pillows are just filled with like shredded Kleenex? I mean, there's really they're nothing. They're so uncomfortable. They're pointless. They, it's like Barbie furniture. There's, it's completely non-functional. I don't mean to sound like a prima donna here, but I mean, but you know that they factor that into the price of your ticket. Uh, that they, I mean, all the it's like you know when they, when you stay in a hospital and they factor in that they're going to have to give you a Tylenol for nine dollars. Your plane ticket includes things like buying and maintaining and cleaning and whatever pillows and blankets, which do no good at all. And you can tell. Well, it's like the insulation that goes in your walls in your house. That scratchy stuff. Yeah, you know, they totally, just spray paint it black. Exactly. You expect the Pink Panther to be on, you know, on television advertising this airline blanket, which abrades your skin down to the bone. And they, and you can. Here's the thing: is they know that they do nothing because the airport sells any number of blankets and pillows right before you get on a plane that is presumably full of blankets and pillows. They do bupkis. So yeah, go ahead. Well, they, they have to scrimp on the blankets so they can give you that great big huge can of pop and uh, the huge bag of peanuts. Yeah, to, so, they, you know, so they can give me a large bag of salt and then like the smallest glass of like a shot glass of water after they have filled me full of goldfish, goldfish crackers, yes. Yeah, but the, the flight was bumpy and oh choppy. We started out late, and uh, here was the, the the only thing that was... You know, a little bit scary about it was there was much turbulence. There was much chop. The only kind of chop I like is pork. This was not. It was bumping us all over the place, and we couldn't see anything till we got to about 500 feet. Mm -hmm. Just being bumped and messed around through mist. And then as we're going down onto the runway, I was thinking, you know, we're still jumping around. What are they doing? The landing was not cute and sweet and pretty. It was slam, bam, get off the plane. Oh, my God. You know, and, and let me ask you this. Am I the only one who thinks about this? And I was thinking about this when I – and everybody is flying today, so this is just for them. When I was flying back from Utah and I landed – in fact, I thought this when we landed in Utah, too, where it was covered in ice and snow, by the way. That's always good to see when you're landing. Mm. Look down there, and it's just a big blanket of marshmallow. Um, so we're getting ready to land, and this is a thing I think about every single time that I'm in a plane landing, and to, to, to the point that, like, I've learned not to sound too Zen master about it, but I've learned to sort of, like, disengage within myself. In other words, when the plane is landing, because takeoffs don't, don't freak me out. Landings freak me out. Uh, the takeoff, I, it doesn't bother me at all for some reason. Landing... I have learned that as soon as we get to within a few seconds of landing, I just sort of, I don't know how to describe it. I just sort of disengage my brain, and I just kind of go somewhere else for a few, for a few, like a minute or two, just until the landing is done, because I can't think about it. And here's why I can't think about the plane landing. Because the plane is, a, is effectively, if you think about it, a tricycle. There is one wheel in the front, wheel on each side. There are not two wheels in the front. There is a, it, it is a, it's like a big tricycle going 800 miles an hour. And you know with a tricycle, if you have that front wheel anything less than perfectly straight, if you go at even the slightest bit of an angle, immediately the front wheel digs in and you just go ass over tea kettle. And so you're in a tricycle filled with flammable jet fuel going 800 miles an hour. I don't understand why planes don't turn ever so slightly and then just pitch head over tail down the runway like every single day. The whole thing terrifies me. So think about that the next time you fly, sir. I will. Right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for the. Oh, one more thing. Yes. yes. Okay. For the love of God. All right. One more thing. The guy sitting next to me, holding his kid, and he's going on to somewhere else after he gets into the Portland yes. airport. So he told me, "Is this your final destination?" Don't see those two words when we're about to land, you idiot. 
Okay, that is that is kind of funny. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm really glad none of us are flying. Yeah. It's 503-733-3970. Back after this, more of Tim Riley. Scott Daly will join us here in a few. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, Storm Large, Dave Lee, an exciting radio production at 2 p.m. All that you say. That's the Rick Emerson Show. Don't go anywhere. The Rick Emerson Radio Program. Coming up later on, Scott Daly from Film Fever Radio, Dave Lee, Storm Large, and uh, coming up at 2 o'clock, an original radio production by uh, we, the Rick Emerson cast crew uh, and family. Uh, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, good friend Dennis Pitsenbarger, host of Miles Around, Saturdays 9 to 11. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you? Happy holidays and so forth. Uh, yeah, it'll probably be the last time I talk to you before that time comes. Uh, so I need to give this to you. This is, uh, this is for you from our friend Seamus. Oh, okay. Let me... the, uh, oh, your own Panther. exciting bottle of Sex Panther. Well, thank you very much. It, now, I heard the, uh, the bit from the other day. Does it... Have we determined whether it actually does have bits of real panther? No, in fact, if you look at the, it does. If you look at the egg of the back, it says, "Caution: Sex Panther cologne is extremely awesome. It is also extremely flammable." And then it has the whole like, "Don't spray it on yourself and stand near a candle." And then at the end, it says, um, "Ingredients: ST alcohol 40B, water fragrance, may or may not contain petroleum distillate and animal parts." So, <laughs> oh, there you that's go. great! I like oh, it. Very exciting. As the line, as the as the correct way to say the line, seventy percent of the time it works every time. Is that how it goes? Yes. Is that yeah? So <laughs> only it, I would, of course, know that. Unfortunately, as Seamus said, it doesn't sting the nostrils, but it does take you immediately back to nineteen eighty nine. Well, there is so many great you know uh, parts of that particular movie. I mean, the pleats and the pants. You know, don't act like you're not impressed. So you. Can... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh boy. Anywho. So are you guys live tomorrow? You're doing a, uh, the big uh, holiday uh, installment of Miles Around? Well, we're really not going to do a holiday installment. We're just going to kind of go over our picks for 08, what's coming up. Really, in the let's year. be honest. Is it just going to be Matt eating a fruitcake? Well, Matt will, be, uh, Matt will be grazing. He will be doing what grazing. he does best. 
He will be uh, filling his face with ho-hos and ding-dongs as he sucks down a 44-ounce Mountain Dew while I do a radio program. Diet Mountain Dew. Uh, of course, diet. He does drink the, drink the Diet Rock Stars, which I have always thought was kind of uh -huh. funny. But, uh, no, I mean, with today's program, my God, I feel like the 11th pound in a 10-pound sack around here. Yes. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to the... Uh, we are known for our 10-pound sack. I'm not touching that. We've had enough with the Sex Panther. Yes. But uh, it should be it should be a good show. Talking about the new Corvette ZR1. We're going to talk about. I got a little, you know, I, I say Corvette, and then the car I'm going to review this week is a little Kia Spectra 5. So um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about NASCAR news and the and the regular staples. But uh, it should be a fun show. We're going to have actually a name from the past that you might recognize, uh, Bill Kim. Ring a bell? Whoa, I oh. thought he was in South Carolina or something. Uh, Bill Kim is in South Carolina. Bill Kim will be joining us uh, via his new gig, which is has been for a while now, which is NASCAR.com. Uh, it's a great website. It's if you're a NASCAR junkie, that's where you go for all your stuff. And we've been doing stuff with a uh, gentleman named Josh Pate who just had a baby, and I put a little thing on milesaround.com to congratulate him. But in his maternity leave, Bill Kim's going to step in, so it should be fun. Bill is great to have on the program because he is... Well, you guys know Bill. There's a, there, that's enough oh, said. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, he's really He's the biggest cool. fan of the OCA. I was just going to say, and that's the one trait about him that I will never forget. He's like this big, like, jock-looking guy, but he was like, I love the OC! Like, yeah. just couldn't get enough of it. Well, so. see, that's that's why I have to always make sure that Miles Around doesn't get derailed by him and Mr. Peterson talking about either the OC and or 90210. Um, do you play Neverwinter Nights? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it gets a little uh, treacherous. But it should be fun. It should be a great show. And we're looking forward to that. And then we'll uh, we'll be live the week after for, new, for the pre-New Year's show as well. Excellent. Miles around tomorrow, 9 to 11, immediately preceded by Current Driver Radio. Thank you, sir. Happy holidays. Yeah, to all you. I, uh, I'm amazed at the amount. I have to say that the studio looks like the wacky morning show style studio with all the stuff that's going on here. I, this is one more reason why you guys need a webcam. Really? All we're missing here? I was looking Today at I a... would totally be for a webcam. It's pretty. It's already chaotic over there. There's so many people in that other room. I know, you yeah. couldn't see any of us on camera anyway. It's so dark in that's here. That's true. I uh, do know Why do you that, go in the black um... curtains again, Rick? Shut up! Um, <laughs> stylish. Um, and also it hides stains. The I know that we're going to be doing a little bit of filming. What, uh, what kind of so. home do you live in where you have stains on your curtains? <laughs> well, he has been to that club. I'm talking about Lamore, Sarah. <laughs> See y'all later. See y'all. There you go. Bye, Dennis. I pity you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in a moment we'll bring in Scott Dadley. This is Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Time for Darwin Watch. Oh, fantastic. Here's your Christmas Darwin Watch. Bad stuff is about to go down. Don't do through his roof. This Wisconsin mogul was worth $3.5 billion, the 91st richest man in the U.S. What does that say for us for a country? And everybody he else... is only the 91st richest man. And the great thing is, everybody else steps up one in line. Mm -hmm. And he was worth $3.5 billion. Well, he died after falling through his uh, home garage's roof. Uh, Ken Hendricks, 66 years old. Check on the construction of the roof over his garage when he <laughs> fell through. He died of massive head injuries, according to his wife. This doesn't really speak well for the quality of the uh, work that built his roofing empire. Oh. So uh, that's that. Then off to New Hampshire we go, where a teenager accidentally suffocated himself while trying to get high by inhaling gas from a can of whipped cream. 
Uh, Eric Wass, who's 19, a University of New Hampshire freshman, died in the basement of his home. Wass was found in a crawl space with a plastic bag over his head. Found in a crawl space is the worst way to end your existence. The bag was taped around his head with a hole created near his mouth. <laughs> Investigators believe Wass died accidentally while trying to use a can of whipped cream as a whippet inhaler, a practice similar to hopping. All you kids are probably familiar with what I'm talking about here, in which a person inhales a gas for a euphoric effect. He was a big reader of the Huffington Post, and now he's dead. The, you do have to give him a little, uh, a few points, though, for really going all out to try to maximize the effect of the nitrous oxide. Mm -hmm. Which doesn't make any sense. Was he? Was it, did you say it was from Ready Whip? Or I'm sorry, I don't mean to impugn a specific brand. I, no, it wouldn't be Cool Whip because that comes in a container. Ready Whip still comes in a can. I, I believe that is Ready Whip, and I do believe Ready Whip is still powered by nitrous oxide. You, Try some today. Do you? Won't you please? Uh, the hit of your party. You do. You do wonder exactly what percentage of purchases of certain items are. You know, to not use it for its stated purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like, you do wonder what percentage of ready wit purchases are just a bunch of teenagers who are going to go, you know, huff a bunch of nitrous oxide and then spin around and fall down on the front lawn. Uh, I used to work in a kitchen, and you'd have to go through, you'd actually be getting, you'd be getting ready to put it on creme brulee or pie or something, and there'd be a big case of Ready Whip in the walk-in cooler, and you'd have to go like five or six cans back to find one that actually worked. Like, you would just pick up the first five cans and... That was a bit, nothing would come out because this guy, Paul, was back there all day just, what are you doing, Paul? I'm getting a salad. <laughs> and some beets. You know, and that was like the whole, you know, so there you go. All right, well, he's dead. Uh, there's your Darwin watch for Christmas. Don't, don't, don't. Another one bites the dust. Don't, don't, don't. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Damn. Uh, this email says, Rick, today is my 40th birthday. My co-workers have filled my office with balloons and festive crap. F them. I'm leaving and going home. I will listen to the rest of the show from my living room. Damn them. Thank you, sir. Uh, let's see. About Aaron's emails, says this, uh, says this guy. Wow, I bet he writes really good fanfic. And by good, I mean sexy. Aaron creeps me out. Uh, let's see. Aaron is very detailed in his emails. Aaron writes a lot of emails that we have to edit. He's right up there with Storm. So he has, he has most... a running commentary in both, I think, in your inbox as well. And like, he's... at least every, like, 15, 20 minutes, I'll get, like, a new update of something. And don't you find, like, Aaron's emails contain a disproportionate amount of usage of the words, like, spongy and moist? Hmm. Uh... He's like another Davy Nipples. How about this? <laughs> you can never have too many nipples. Uh, Rick, I was looking for a Christmas gift for a friend of mine flying in from Massachusetts this weekend, so I went to... Jackpot Records, Woo! and picked up a copy of Ladylike, Side One. Naturally, I let them know that I heard about uh, their fine store on the Rick Emerson Show. Thank you, sir. Thank you. He says, uh, spreading the word, Kevin, with less than three hours of sleep last night, I'm going through the day VSO-powered. Woohoo! All right, excellent. Attention advertisers, you two can reach this easily brainwashed and malleable audience. Here's Tim Riley. Don't tell them. I'm sorry. Tell them what? I'm free-thinking audience. So here's all of you who just left work early think you're getting home sooner than anyone else. There has been a crash inside the Vista Ridge Tunnel. You probably want to kill the, you probably want to kill this person right now. <laughs> well how are do they? we know the nature of the crash? Uh, no, we don't. We just done uh, at this man. point. Well, there's a crash inside the Vista Richello. We do know that the left lane and the center lanes are closed. Oh, so try to avoid wow. that. Yeah. So take the secret route that nobody knows about. You just say that to screw with people. Mm -hmm. I bet there you're is, so mean. I bet there is no secret. <laughs> there route, is Tim no Riley. secret route. <laughs> Um, I am so. I'm not telling so anyone relaxed. my secret route. 
I, I am too. Because you're not driving. Yeah, because seriously, you know me. Like on on yeah. holiday days, I'm like, oh, okay, I've got to get out of here at three o one, and now I just don't care. I relax I'm because I'm driving and not taking the max. I'm gonna go and wash my dog and start drinking. That's <laughs> aim high, Sarah. <laughs> Uh, it's, my, it's vacation. Oh, man, you know what? I'm just going to go home, and I it, I already got the... Uh, I have that bottle of absinthe. Uh, <laughs> I'm cracking that open today. <laughs> I'm going to sit home and hallucinate all night long. I, uh, all night. Gonna, <laughs> I guess it's like all night. I uh, go home and hallucinate some friends who don't have children. Oh. Uh, the, uh, just drink until your friends are single again, Sarah. I, no, I got the whole West Wing uh, box set sitting out on my table. Uh, and I got uh, this show, uh, Code Monkeys, uh, which is like a little the DVD set that got sent to me. Is that the one that um, Low sent you? Low sent that to yeah. me. It's a whole, I got that to watch. Uh, I got the Battlestar to catch up on, man. So like the next, because I'm going to be in for a couple hours on Monday, but we're not doing a re- really a whole show. I'm going to be here just catching up on some crap on Christmas Eve. We're going to play Behind the Christmas, Tim's, Frank's, and so Christmas special. You don't plan on spending time with friends or doing anything. You just uh, are really excited about all the DVDs that you have. Friends! I have, well, no if, if the super friends count. Uh, so I'm just going to be, uh, uh, you know, so I got a whole bunch of nothing going on. Um, so, no, there's nothing to be shamed. And then Tim, of course, like like Minimus and Maximus Mole, is apparently going to be taking a secret tunnel uh, the home to his uh, to his plush Tannisborn estate. Yes. His palatial uh, manor. All right, here's, uh, we should start calling it Stately, uh, Stately Riley Manor. Stately Tim Manor. Here's Tim Riley. Oh, here's another Christmas miracle. 29-year-old man from Grand Rapids uh-huh. has found his birth mother. Oh. Little did Steve Flagg know that she was working with him all the time at Lowe's. He can't he can't barely speak at this time about what has happened. Oh, why doesn't this work? Let's try this again. Take number two. Here's a Steve who found his mother who'd been spending his whole life looking for or working with him at Lowe's. It was very, very surreal. I just didn't know how I wanted to go about... Um, you know, and first off, confirming that she was, in fact, the right person, and then continuing on and letting her know who I was. How is that possible? Did you hear that, Rick? No. Are you listening? I don't care about... Well, they're not working at Home Depot, so the other store is Lowe's. Stories about cheerful family reunions, I just sort of don't. It's that time time of the year. That seems made up. That doesn't seem like it happened. In Grand Rapids. Well, that's like you always... Lowe's just wants free publicity. There were two twin brothers who unknowingly lived around the corner from each other for 80 years. They both married women named Dorothy... You know, and that's it's just fabricated. Well, his fellow co-worker at Lowe's, his mom, Kathy, said she never wanted to give up her baby, but she had no choice. My main decision for this is that I wanted wanted him to have a mother and a father. I was going to go back to school and everything. It just wasn't the right time for it. So I, I decided um, to go through this. She Do wanted I him ho- to have a better life at Lowe's. <laughs> I hope that he is her manager or something. Seriously. so awful. Mom, I'm sorry, but there's some streamlining going on. So uh, we're all doing a bit of belt tightening around here. Hi, now in charge of nails. You're on, you're on the, just the tenpenny ones. You're on the Rick Everett Show. Hello. Oh, man, I don't even know where to start. There's all kinds of humorous crap going on. Uh, especially Tim Tim Riley, the mole. Is that what you just... Did you just make that reference no. before he's going he's gonna to mole his way out of his house? No, I was I, referencing Minimus and Maximus Mole, who were some villains on the old Super Friends cartoon. It, it, just, it gave me the, the most hilarious little uh, image in my head of, of Tim Riley, uh, you know, moling, tunneling out of his house. Anyway, uh, I was uh, a couple things... Uh, First, is there a uh, Lowe's employment gene? That's I'm kind of wondering if that uh, that guy. Steve, if they just whatever. gravitate there unknowingly. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it's just they didn't even have a choice in the matter. So I was actually calling about uh, you, you had made a really great uh, reference uh, regarding uh, airplane commercial airplane landings and, yes. and whatnot. You, and you said it was you had this uh, sense that it was like a trike. 
Yeah, yeah no, they're, they're, planes are a tricycle. Yeah. Well, let me, let me give you a little, and the listeners, uh, a little comfort um, uh-huh. regarding the uh, the engineering of it. I, I know a little bit about it. Uh, I actually had a, a really cool flight many years ago. I sat next to a senior engineer at Boeing, and the guy happened to be an engineer on wing assembly. And so this entire flight, uh, we were talking about uh, just, you know, all the mechanics of, of all that stuff. So first of all, it's yeah, it's a trike, but take comfort that there's very little weight in the nose, and that's one of the you know center of gravity has a lot to do with it. And so there's just you can you know they can slam on the brakes, and because most of the weight is in the middle of the plane, there's no way that it can. Wait, uh, hold on, are you trying to comfort people? <laughs> are you trying to remove the fear of flying that we yeah, have very carefully instilled yeah. in the audience over the last few years? Apparently, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm I'm definitely up, upsetting your apple. No, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about making people feel better. That's not. That's not what this show is about. This is making okay. me feel a lot better. All right. So lots of the well, weight is in the middle of the plane. That's what you're saying. Wrap it up, and please. The, and it's the the uh, the best place to sit is actually very close to the wing section because. That is the no, no, no. That's where all the fuel is. You're going to burn alive. No, it's the strongest point of the plane, and and so that's. uh, But don't sit on or behind it because that's. I I made the mistake of that. That's the widowmaker seat. Well, you look out the window and you can see how the how the the uh, the plane is is moving. Yeah, no, and you can see the wing wobbling during the flight. That's the best part about sitting there. Sit right in front of it. Yes. You know, and then uh, lastly, uh, is uh, make a humble request that. you put the all the goofy little sounders like you know especially like the Darwin watch sound yes. and whatnot on the website. That uh, that is one of the funniest freaking things. Anything with uh, Ralph Wiggum, it always uh, reminds me of he's uh, he's being held back a grade and he's on the stage and, and Principal Skinner is saying, "Yeah, you're being held back a grade because you failed English." And Ralph goes, uh, "Failed English? That's impossible." Excellent. Thank you, sir. I'm out. Sleep. That's where I'm a pirate. The sheets are red and moist. We've worked very hard to terrify people of air, air, air flight. Right? God in heaven, teach me how to die. This guy notes something that I actually thought about when I was flying to Utah, which is it doesn't help that when you go to the airport, the first place that they go is to a place called Terminal. I mean, I don't even understand why they call it that. Where are you going? Incurable. It just doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, all right, here's Tim Riley. Oh, Circuit City had some big losses in this quarter. $207 million. Why is that? Well, the decrease is in tube and projection televisions. Also, uh, purchases of portable digital audio, home audio, and digital satellite radio items saw a significant sales decrease. Meanwhile, uh, get ready for the all-new The Singing Bees tonight on the NBC television network. This is a karaoke-inspired reality competition asking contestants to correctly sing the lyrics of the most popular songs of all time. If they mess up, they're eliminated. The Singing Bee host, Joey Fantone, says he has a blast witnessing this whole thing. Watching these people plow their way through songs and try to sing certain things and it, it really is a lot of fun, though. It, I really do enjoy it. It's just, it's just fun to get into it. It's a really like, you're rooting for them, though. You really do root for these people. You really this want is, this is like when Jason Newstead was hosting Rockstar Supernova, and you could just see the cash register ringing in his eyes every time that show started. Like, you could just see, and it's like, all right, let's, uh, let's get through this, and it'll buy us a summer house in Tahiti. I don't understand why it's called the Singing Bees. 
I don't know. Do they have to dress up like bees? Maybe. Is it like a spelling bee instead of a singing bee? Oh, singing, singing bee. bee. There you go. See, I was thinking of the old John Belushi thing on SNL where he was dressed up like a bee and he kept mm. going buzz, buzz. Like, that's what, okay. There you go. Spelling bee, singing bee. Now, well Fantone says uh, Britney's sister just better grow up in a hurry. She's going to, you know, obviously have to take full responsibility out for, for her actions. And, well, you know, she'll, you know, raise the child out. and everything well. Yeah. You, you just kind of wish for the best. Yeah, whatever. whatever. All right, fine. Uh, hey, uh, Richie Bristle, can we bring Scott Daly to here to the uh, AM 970 KCMD Portland uh, studio? That'd be fantastic. In the meantime, let me... Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Hey, just in case for those who uh, who didn't know and would like to join Tim on his way back home, the secret route is not... No, 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 hold on, hold on a second now. <laughs> now, are you... Now, is this a gag call or are you really about to reveal Tim Riley's secret route home? Please don't well, tell my there, secret route. There's one of... There could be one of three. Now, uh, hold on a second. Now, Tim. Yes. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a right of refusal on this call. Now, do you wish to let the caller go forward with revealing what he believes to be the secret route home? What he believes to be, yes. Okay. But, now, but I, I'm I'm not going to authenticate. Now, sir, you say that there are guessing. three different secret routes. Yeah, to go from uh, from the Beaverton side to the downtown and and to get across the river. There are three different ways you can take. Them. All right. So here's what we'll do. Of these three secret routes, you may reveal one of them. Hmm. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. All right. What is what is the secret route that you have decided to reveal? If Go. you're coming from Beaverton and going into Portland, yeah. Take uh, and you notice that the Vista Ridge Tunnel's all backed up. Yeah. You can it's jump off on jump off on Skyline. Uh huh. Uh, you can either take that to Burnside or Germantown Road and go all the way around it. And there's usually about ten cars, and that's it. Maybe three. All right. Uh -huh. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Happy holidays. All right. Now, I'm not going to confirm nor deny that. No, I, of course. I would never think to reveal such information. That'd be like saying what Rosebud is. Mm -hmm. uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show. From filmfeverradio.com, uh, good friend Scott Daly. Hello, sir. Happy Christmas, everybody. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I am you smell a... a lot of cologne. Are you, oh, God, are, you wearing, are you wearing cologne today? No. Are you sure about well, that? I showered today and put a little aftershave on, but no cologne. A little right? aftershave. Uh, aftershave and cologne are the same thing. Oh, okay. Well, then and you've been hanging out with Richie, right? Bit. You've been, well, yeah, you've been standing with your rubs off on you. That's it's like, he's got like a, a plethora of the cologne bottles there in his little... It's like putting something there. next to an onion in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon everything smells like Richie. Oh, by the way, a gift mm -hmm. to you from Seamus, a bottle of Sex Panther cologne. Oh, yeah. There you go. Merry That's Christmas fantastic. from Seamus. Uh, all right. Uh, what is the aftershave you use? Please tell me it's English leather. Polo black. Okay. Really? Do people still do polo stuff? I, I thought polo was sort of... No, no, it's polo black. It's not this green bottle stuff. It's a little more advanced, a little more upscale and classy. <laughs> really? <laughs> Honestly? Yeah. Seriously. Is that, I is, love Ralph Lauren. Is Ralph the, Lauren is my favorite cologne line, my favorite clothes line. Is it love the, Ralph Lauren. You and Richie really are like peas. And have you thought about going out together? Have you thought about you and Richie going out and just getting your swing on at the same time, Scott? Because he also fancies this whole one-brand head-to-toe thing. Um, so he, with him, it's all... Uh, well, it varies on the day. What was it all? That day was like all... Kenneth Cole or something like head to toe. It's not your all. I, I could think of Kenneth Cole. I'm just saying. I, if I if I had, he's an open-minded man. Yes. So, so I'm no. saying that if you're looking for an exciting social partner, <laughs> Richie might be. That might be the road for you, Scott. No, no. I, I'm I'm happy with my current social partner. So. Okay. Oh. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> really? This is really awkward. <laughs> well, here's why it's relatable, because, you know, like half the guys in the audience are or will be divorced. So, you know, so <laughs> now we're playing to them, Sarah. Why should we only appeal to the single women in the audience with your, <laughs> your tales of relationship woe from time to time? Why should Scott Daly not also talk about his singledom? So uh, will you be spending the holidays with a special someone, Scott Daly? Uh, I think so. A little off and on, maybe. Off and on. Off and on. Really? Is that what the kids call it now? All right. I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, have Have you a film review for the holiday? Uh, yeah, we can talk about Sweeney Todd. Opens today. Oh, you saw that? Okay. It's 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 uh, it's a little bit of all right, is what it is. Is it uh, a scale of one to ten? Where do you put it? Nine. Really? Yeah. Nine. Really? Nine, eight. Eight. Nine. Around there. That's so good to hear. It's it's really really good, and you know me in musicals. I'm not a big musical guy. I'm musicals are very hit or miss with me. Yeah, yeah, but boy, they nailed it, man. Tim Burton just hits the nail on the head. Um, the Johnny Depp, everybody's solid. Alan Rickman plays the judge. Yeah, and wrongs the Sweeney Todd. I and dig he that guy. Is just evil and carnal. Oh no, he is so fantastic. fantastic. Alan Rickman can do anything. And that guy can do. He is never even in bad movies. He it's like Christopher Walken. Even in oh, terrible yeah, yeah. films, Rickman is great. He's he is, wonderful and he's fantastic in this. Uh, Helen the Bottom Carter is looking hot as balls, as always. No, she's fantastic, and uh, it's got a really good. And, and Sasha Baron Cohen is in it as well. You know the uh, the weird thing about um, well, Sasha Baron Cohen's another one of those guys who vanishes into the characters mm-hmm, he plays. Mm-hmm. I was uh, sitting when I was coming back from Utah. I was sitting next to a guy who was reading um, Esquire. I think it was. And Johnny Depp and Tim Burton were on the cover of yeah, Esquire. I read that. It's a good article. And Tim Burton, who just, as time goes on, it just looks like weird and crazy and just big wiry hair. And it, like, like Tim Burton and Robert Smith have started to look like weird. Like <laughs> one of them is impersonating the other. And it's a whole lot of like, hi, I'm old and crazy. But Johnny Depp just continues to have that David Bowie aging in reverse thing going yeah, on. Does. What's weird is, and I know that I say this all the time, but Johnny Depp really is... I'm saying for me, I do believe he is the finest actor of my generation. Um, if, I would agree I mean, with he's, that. He's you know, so Ed Norton versatile. is up there, but I'd mm-hmm. say that it's Johnny Depp. You look at Sweeney Todd, and it's not just makeup. It's just he does these little subtle physical transformations. Sweeney Todd, you know, as the he just looks at the big hair and the, the period clothing and the yeah, makeup, and he yeah. looks very drawn. And then, of course, he's on the cover of Esquire again looking like... You know, the world's perfect human. Johnny Depp. Yeah, just hello. Yeah. I am flawless. All your women are belong to me. And I really equate that to his relationship he has with Tim Burton. Yeah. Because when those two get together, it's like De Niro and Scorsese. I mean, you know, it's just a, a match made in heaven. It really is. And it works so well because they know each other so well. They can finish each other's sentences. You know, they can look at each other and know what the other's thinking. And it works beautifully. So does this, beautifully. Um, does this uh, open today? It opens today. So That's just correct. in time for Sweet the holiday, yes. murder and cannibalism. If, if you're tired of the whole family and the eggnog, uh, you can out to the theater. Oh, man, I don't even have ne- eggnog at my house. I have something called, God, what is it called? It's like Yule Nog or is Joy it a Nog. Vegan? Is, is it a vegan nog? vegan? It's a uh, vegan nog. It's called Holly Nog is what it's called. <laughs> Holly nog. Holly nog. Holly nog sounds like some sort of a poisonous fungus that would grow on the side of an oak tree deep in the woods. Ugh. Careful that there's holly nog. It's like foxglove, you know? <laughs> right. um, that's terrible. Anything else opening? Uh, yeah, actually, a lot opens today. Charlie Wilson's War. Now, see, that's Aaron Sorkin. Yes, it is Aaron that's Sorkin. That's Aaron Sorkin. And I'm surprised you haven't talked more about it. Because, because I just sort of lost... Here's the thing about this. Because, you know, I love Aaron Sorkin. Uh, just we do everything in me. Just give him a big virtual hug all the time I do. Because I just love his work. Um, but um, uh, I have been so fixated on... Two things. A, that his Farnsworth invention, which I managed to see in La Jolla, courtesy of our good friend Kara, um, yeah. that um, that just opened on Broadway, so I've been following oh, that. Cool. 
Uh, and then Aaron Sorkin, and this is one of those things that I can't think about too much because it's like staring at the sun. Um, I am, uh, I'm a huge um, Abby Hoffman, who was a member of the Chicago mm-hmm. Eight, later the Chicago Seven, '60s radical. Seems unlikely for me because I'm so anti-hippie in many ways. But Abby Hoffman is a huge hero of mine. It's the uh, movement. It's the ideals behind and, Abby Hoffman. And he, Abby Hoffman, was the Michael Moore of his day. He right. was the guy who figured out that to change political thinking, you didn't go on and you know give tedious speeches about politics. You did political theater. Abby Hoffman's most famous stunt. He is the guy who stopped trading at the New York Stock Exchange by sprinkling one dollar bills on the floor. Mm. And the irony, and it took $10. He took like $10 in ones, sprinkled it onto the, the trading floor, and trading stopped while these stockbrokers, who were trading billions of dollars a second, stopped to pick up $1 bills on the floor. They were clamoring for it? Yeah. They're like Jeez. trading stopped as they rushed over to pick up these $1 bills. And he's like, look, with 10 bucks, I just stopped a billion dollars in commerce for like half an hour. And he, he was brilliant. Wow. And so Aaron Sorkin is writing a movie about the trial of the Chicago 8. Uh, which is Abby Hoffman's trial, and it's like it is the convergence of like my two favorite things, you know. So it's mm-hmm, uh, I've mm-hmm. been so following that here on KCMD Portland. Uh, anyway, but Charlie Wilson's War, which is written by Aaron Sorkin, written by Aaron Sorkin, directed by Mike Nichols uh, of The Graduate, Primary yeah. Colors. Yeah, so that, that opens today. It opens today. I am there. Tom Hanks, Julia so Roberts, there. and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Now, have you seen it? No, it screened. I was in Medford all week, so it screened on Tuesday, and I missed it. But I'm going to go see it this weekend because I love me a good political film written by Aaron Sorkin based on a true story. I'm all over that. Yeah. Oh, and, to see, and to see Tom Hanks play some womanizing congressman, and he looks old genius. for the first time. They yeah. managed to make him look his age. Yeah. Boy, speaking of Philip Seymour Hoffman, can I just tell you, I saw something really. Did you ever see something that is really hot and at the same time really disturbing and you have to mentally filter part of it out when you're watching yeah it's like watching um you know whatever pick the hottest girl you know and then she's there with ron jeremy and you're having to just kind of go okay filter on so somebody sent me a video clip of um before the devil knows you're dead okay marissa tomei full-on nude in an incredibly graphic sex scene where um she well just say she's getting it on in the uh, whatever it is, she's in bed having really uh, full-on steamy poundy sex with a big fat Philip Seymour Hoffman, poundy, who is <laughs> panting a lot and looking at himself in the mirror the whole time. Oh, and so you're watching, crazy. going, "Oh, that's hot! Oh, that's disgusting! Oh, it's hot! Oh, I need to shave and shower." That's what I love about Philip Seymour Hoffman, man. He can just bury himself into a role. And in Marissa and he's Tomei, so good. Well, good on him. <laughs> burying himself. In... Never mind. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, hey, uh, Richie Bristol, uh, is Storm Large uh, here? Is she in the house at this point? She wrote to me and said she won't be in until about one fifteen ish Okay, so she okay, she's not quite here yet. Well, let's get a couple calls, and uh, we'll break here in a few and whatnot, and we'll catch up. We'll have Dave Lee, a pianist from... Uh, well, from DaveLeeMusic.com, former Nordstrom pianist and all that. He'll come in here in a second. So we got Storm Large coming in. They're going to do some songs. Uh, we got the radio play coming up at 2. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello, Rick. Hello. Hi, sir. Hi, Jim. Hello. Hope you all have a good holiday. Thank you, sir. All right. I'm calling about the kid who found his mom. Yeah. Um, I got a story to top that. About my wife's family. My mother-in-law's third husband and father of her fourth child was adopted, went in search of his family, found them, and his brother was the father of the second child. I'm lost. Here's the thing about this story. I was just going to say, is there like a Thomas guide or... 
It's like based, my wife is the only normal one of their family, and she's made it a very, she's so stubborn and made it a point to not be like the rest of her crazy family. Here's the thing. Is there some way that you can bottom line this, and by which I mean, is this some, some one of those, and therefore, I'm my own damn grandpa. Is... No, no, just, you know, their, their brothers, the brother and sister are, have, wow. have uncles who were, you don't even know. Even you don't understand the story. It's retarded. It's absolutely yeah. retarded. I've told my wife a hundred times she needs to get on Jerry Springer, but she doesn't want to get on there. So what are you going to do? All right. What can you do, sir? That's really truer words never spoken. Happy holidays to you and you your too. messed up family. Absolutely. Yeah. All, right. All right. I don't understand. I'll add one more and then we'll break. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello, Jesus. Hi. Hello, Rick. Hello. Uh, another disconcerting thing with that flying. Yeah. When you're coming in for a landing, they always call it a final approach. That is kind of creepy, actually. Uh, as George Carlin always noted, when they, they use that term, that water landing. There is no water landing. There is plummeting into the ocean. water crashing. Screaming That's the right. whole way and then being eaten alive by creatures. I was, yes. I was flying home from Medford yesterday. And, you know, the stewardess, or sorry, flight attendants try to j jazz up their little presentation. Right. And uh, she's like, well, in case the airplane turns into a cruise ship. Oh, wow. Why do I want to hear that? Really? <laughs> We're not flying over any large bodies of water Jesus. from Medford to Portland, but thanks. That's insane. <laughs> what do they think? Another what beer, what, please. What effect did they think that was going to have on you? Oh, people chuckled. <laughs> oh, isn't but, that hilarious? Yeah. Watery death. <laughs> All right. Bye now. Okay. Thank you. All right. It's 503. Uh, seven three three two nine seventy five zero three, seven three three uh two nine seven. You know, I, I I'm just gonna give it up over here. I keep trying to play this Otis Redding song, and it keeps not happening. I think Jesus is somehow intervening. I think you mean baby Jesus. Jesus hates these cans, and he hates <laughs> and he hates Otis Redding. So I'm gonna give it one more try here, Sarah, in like four seconds. And if it doesn't work, uh, we're just gonna say uh, f that, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on here. Uh, it is 503-733-2970. It's a Rick Emerson radio program. Coming up, Aaron Duran will be here. Dave Lee, uh, Storm Large, and, of course, uh, an exciting radio production, a live Christmas radio play happening right here uh, at 2 o'clock. So uh, you stay listening. Uh, we'll be back after this. It is the Rick Emerson radio program. Now, I don't have it yet. We'll just be placing a break of it. Back after this. You stay there. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Lee. Welcome to the uh, show. Hello, sir. I have, right. no idea I, know I, gonna... I have no idea what I just played. Oh, it sounded genius. Oh. Clerk to the men's department, please. <laughs> uh, all right. Ladies lingerie. Uh, Dave Lee, a keyboardist, pianist extraordinaire uh, in the studio. In just a moment, we will uh, welcome some other folks you might recognize to the uh, program. Uh, don't forget, we have uh, our live radio play coming up at 2 o'clock. But I'm looking over in the sort of, the sort of green room, rehearsal room. There are so room. many people in there. There's like 100 people next door that are getting ready for That's this. That's not an so. exaggeration. It's, it's kind of scary. You can't even move around in there. Yeah. No, it's, it's either going to be glorious success or desperate shame or quite possibly a combination of the both. So, uh, so we'll, we'll bring on some other folks here in a moment. Let's pay a visit to the Ministry of Truth. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Now, guess what? That crash inside the Vista Ridge Tunnel has cleared. So now we're ready for a fresh one. Uh, everything is fine. If you want to take the uh, Sunset Boulevard westbound, 
There was a crash earlier there. There was also a stall on I-205 northbound to I-84 westbound. The right lane there is closed. And I also got an email. It says, uh, this is from Chris, who also lives in the western burbs. He spends his days driving through the Portland metro area. He says, do not go on Barnes Road. It's already backed up there big time. That's secret route number two. And people are trying to avoid <laughs> Highway 26. I use Germantown to Cornelius past it. Oh, I'm not going to tell anymore. Anyway. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. But we're not going to reveal that information to anyone. <laughs> That's the news department in action. Uh, people are urged to use common sense. Well, that's not going to happen. That story isn't any good anyway. So anyway, I'm going to uh, vacate these premises because we have all kinds of people in here. Fantastic. Um, so uh, Tim Riley will return with news uh, later on. Anyone who wants to use my headphones, you're going to blow out your eardrums. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, and then Tim will, of course, will be part of our holiday spectacular live radio play coming up at 2 o'clock. So we'll be listening for that. All right, uh, so Dave Lee is here, and let us now, uh, without further ado, welcome our good friend Storm Large Yay. to the show. Hello, Storm. Hi, how are you? How are you? I'm excellent. I'm uh, excited. So you're right. You're kind of the belle of the ball this holiday season. You guys did uh, the show at the Wonder Ballroom, yeah. and then I know you were on, uh, what is it, the Buzz or something a while back? You were on yep. one of the other uh, stations, so you were kind of making the rounds. You are everybody's, you're everybody's favorite Christmas carolers. <laughs> well, I have to, you know, get it in while the getting's good. I'm going to be gone for two months, so... If I can Just, ask, where are you going to be going? Oh, I'm going to be in Rochester doing cabaret at another theater that was a co-production between Portland Center Stage and Excellent. Diva in Rochester. So I'm going to be in upstate New York for for two months, neck deep in snow. So. Now, where do they? Now, when you do that, do they? Is that like a per diem where they put you up somewhere, or yeah. do you have to find it or whatever? No, I, I get an apartment uh, right on right close to the theater, and they pay for that. And uh, all I have to do is pay for my food. Excellent. That's awesome. Yeah, Very and cool. my sweaters and my multiple layers of. Fuzzy, fluffy clothing. Oh, my God. Seriously. I, so cold, right on Lake Ontario, so it's basically Canada. Every now and again, I will walk out the front door that you know, in Portland. I'm like, well, it's really cold. And then oh. God sends me to Orem, Utah <laughs> for like three days. Where you walk, it's like someone is hitting you with a frozen side of beef when yeah, you walk out the front door. Yeah, it's bad because you start crying because your face hurts, but then your tears <laughs> and your boogers start freezing. And it's so bad. It's just That's a bad, bad, bad thing. What a wonderful visual. But, yeah. you know, hey, it's 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 for the arts. i got to do it. it but, is. you know. Just when I was so oversaturated in the news, I figured people are going to start hating me if I don't leave soon, so <laughs> I'm leaving for two months. Well, we've decided, see, with us, we just stayed and played through the hate. Oh, good. Uh, we've just decided we've come out on the other side of the hate. Exactly. Tunnel. I'm glad. Uh, well, we might as well just do all this at once. So, uh, our good friend Peter from Nickel Arcade, also Yay! in the uh, also in the studio here. Hello, sir. How are you, my Hello. friend? Hello. All right. Hey. So, uh, you guys were originally uh, you guys were originally going to come in and, and, and favor us with some holiday favorites, and then strep throat and firings sort of took their toll. Yeah, that's part of the holiday season, I guess. And so everybody oh, is... Uh, Merry Christmas! So everybody yeah. is sick, everyone's and, gonna die. sick and unemployed, and so you, everybody else is kind of at their regular job. Yeah, no, uh, it, right it was now. kind of a bummer. Uh, G and Ben both are stuck taking care of people and working at a teller at a bank right now. So. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's got to be a lot of fun. that's some soul-sucking mm-hmm. holiday cheer. Yeah. I'm a little congested, yeah. 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 Sexy, some, though. I got gotta... some funk in my, my duodenum, or whatever you call it. <laughs> Wow. I'm all hot. You, have to, you have to pay a lot to get yeah. some of that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and so uh, so just a howdy and a hey and uh, to you guys, and congratulations on a successful year for you all uh, with your breakout single and, and whatnot. So, uh, I guess you can call it that. Yeah, Nickel so we'll, Arcade uh, rules. So sometime in, the, uh, sometime in the next year, we'll have you guys uh, back on in to do, do a little something for I'm us. I'm sure more than once. And then you guys will play this probably next hour after the holiday play, but I guess you guys, you brought, you pre-recorded. This is how great you are. So, the, 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 so here's, how the, here's how it went. 
we first we're going to have Nicole Arcade to play something. And then you're like, well, there's the, the firings and the, the, the leprosy and we can't make it in. And I said, well, okay, fine. <laughs> and I said, how about how about you come in and just maybe do a little solo thing? And then Peter, very self-effacing, goes, no, I couldn't possibly. The uh, I'm nothing without the other guys in the band. Even though you did it at the live show. Like you were full on getting your Alex Akis on where you just like kicked everybody else off stage and now I will sing. Yeah, we were there. We saw it. <laughs> but no, no, really. I uh, really don't think you should ever lump him in the same No, category. I'm going to be completely honest. Like in all seriousness, without without Eugene and Ben, like it would it would be a train wreck. If if, if I thought I could do it, I'm uh, I'm vain enough that I would come and do it by myself. Seriously. It's Actually, a bad scene. Well, fair enough. Humility is hot. Um, so <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to quote you on that. I'm going <laughs> to Thanks. Put that on your band's flyer. Yeah. Uh, but just edit everything said hot just yeah. um so you guys pre-recorded something last night though and it will uh i guess we'll play that next hour yeah. at some point so uh in the meantime in between time so dave lee and storm now i know that everything's kind of getting thrown together a little chaotically today mm-hmm. and everybody's rehearsing for the radio play in the next room um now are you guys do you you, you want to feel like you want to do a song here are we are sure. we wanna, sort of i know it's kind of mm-hmm. getting thrown into the deep end but uh I have I have the utmost faith in y'all. I want to sing the song that makes you sad, Rick. All right. Oh, is this one of our top five saddest Christmas songs of it all time? It is, and you know I didn't really think about it, but you're absolutely right. It's 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 a it's a it's a tear jerking. This is a positive you know. song with a with a horrible message at the end. Oh no! It, it, yeah, no, it's it, it's like a bad Twilight Zone where well, there's a big setup and it's yeah, original. it's like oh, what a pretty thing! Christmas is such a beautiful. Too bad I won't. Be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. That's about it. All right. Uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Storm Large and Dave Lee on the Recoverson Show. <laughs> I'm not hearing this. <laughs> I guess I am. I'll be home for Christmas. You can count on me please have snow and mistletoe and presents beneath the tree
see you in 8 to 10. Awesome. That is fantastic. I got chills. Freaking fantastic. Beautiful. Awesome. I just fell in love. Again? I think you already were in love, my friend. Aw, that's good. I had well, it all fooled. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the groups and I'll tell them the hopes of past the audition. Thank you. Well, good reference. All right. Excellent. All right. So it is, uh, it's 1.30, uh, Sarah. So, um... I think we ought to do at this point. I, this this is awkward, your vision. This is your thing. I don't know. This awkward uh, <laughs> sort of stage here. Um, well, let's. Do you want to take the? Uh, do you want to take a break here? Sure. Let's take a break here. We'll get this uh, out of the way, and then we'll do another brief reset as we get towards the top of the hour. So we'll take a break. Uh, we're here with Dave Lee, Storm Large, uh, Scott Daly, Aaron Duran, uh, the Peter of Nickel Arcade, a cast of uh, billions waiting in the other room. So let's do this. We will come back. It's five oh three seventh. Are you? Are you being hung by technology over there? I'm playing this for Tim. It's a Christmas in the Northwest. I cannot believe you don't know what this is yet. I've played this like 700 <laughs> times. You know what this song is? This song is like uh, Anne on Arrested Development. Where yeah. every time... Who? Egg? Her? Who? Who? Bland? You just let her in. What, is she funny or something? <laughs> Back after this. It's a Rick Emerson radio program.
that in like um, three minutes. Yeah. They haven't been practicing harmonizing <laughs> together. That is fantastic. Like, Excellent. Aww. Well done. I'm totally all sniffed. Storm's all crying. It's <laughs> oh, hot. Oh, these kids today. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> Peter just looks, looks shell shocked. <laughs> um, fantastic. All and right. He's all pink. He's yeah, cute. well, you know, I'm kind of here. And I'm singing like a 12 year old girl. I'm trying to be a man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, singing, cool. I'm singing like a 12 year old girl in front of like one of the hottest ladies ever. Oh, and I'm Keep like, going, no, keep no, going. no. Okay, it'll be cool keep because I'll just come in and sing like a little boy, and then it'll be fine. And, uh, yeah. You know, the thing is, even if you play the girl part, Storm still likes that. I so do. I, I go all different directions. So it, uh, <laughs> there is right no now, wrong answer there. Yeah. Right now is the moment in every teen movie where the guy, like, finds the peephole in the woman's locker room and his eyes just get all big. Excellent. And, of course, a piano by Dave Lee. Thank um, you. And while I'm thinking about it, nothing says uh, the holiday season like whoring. So, uh, DaveLeeMusic.com. <laughs> Yes, you are available for... Uh... i got to tell you something. Yes. Uh, I was on the show last time, my first and only time, and now the second, but I scored a gig from being on your show. Really? Wow. Attention advertisers. Yeah, I'm going to play a Bat Mitzvah. Excellent. Oh, well very cool. Fantastic. So, so, uh, bat Mitzvah. So Dave I don't know. Is, that's a was... female. That is for yes. girls. Is that, is, that is correct, yeah. sir. Well, bar Mitzvah is for boys, bar? and a Bat Mitzvah. Well, I only know this from watching the Gilmore Girls. To be bat? <laughs> I think so. All I know is that on the Gilmore Girls, Paris Geller was used the phrase, I wore it for my bat mitzvah, and I like filed it away in you know, oh, terms of okay. crap that I can say correctly on the air now. That's nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, DaveLeeMusic.com, StormLarge.com, and MySpace.com slash sucks. So, excellent. All right. Uh, speaking of Nickel Arcade, did you have you had the things? Obvious? I have gifts for everyone, including Tim. I'm not sure if he can come back, but uh, he'll, Tim, if you can if you can hear this, uh, if you want to come on into the studio, there's some uh, there's some whatever. So uh, I always feel a little I always feel a little embarrassed. I mean, it's not I don't mean to seem you know whatever ungrateful whatever, but I always kind of feel a little embarrassed when people bring us stuff because it's sort of like. Because it's sort of like I, I know that there's some guy out there who just got laid off from a cardboard box making factory, Aww. and me and my somebody's like, here's a present for coming to a job you love every day, you know, and so which is great though. Well, so, thank you, Mr. Thank Arcade. You. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, uh, excellent. Thank you. So should we open them? I'm totally opening mine. Okay. Wow. Right. Let's. Do you want to go around the room and order, Tim? I have Basie in London, Count Basie and his orchestra. Really? Wow, wow. that is very cool. And you've given it to me? I have, yes. He's young, no. hot, and has amazing Well, you're a fine taste. young man. Davey, <laughs> you're in big trouble. Oh, Christmas. my God. Flight of the Concords. Oh, really? Oh. I love this show. Excellent. Thank you, Peter. So cool. Fantastic. Thank uh, you very much. Thank you. All right, let's see. Let me Hug. check out the... Uh, hold on a second. Wrapping paper over oh here. Oh my God. All right, I've got a couple things here. I've got... Um, Can we do wrapping music here? Thank you. <laughs> I'm just that transparent. A, a oh, Motley yeah. Crue girls, girls, girls shirt. Nice. That is fantastic. Uh, let's see. What else? What are the? What's the other? Um, the. Uh, oh, it's a Bender shirt. It's a Bender oh. Futurama shirt. Oh, that is awesome. What does that say? Bite my glorious golden ass. Bite my oh. glorious golden ass. Awesome. <laughs> Where did you happen to get that, Peter? <laughs> somebody is that an employee discount doing the talking there? I don't want to talk about that. All right. <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever gotten. Oh my God! OMG! OMG! Stop saying that. I uh, no, it's ironic. I the uh, okay. This I'm holding it down below the counter so I can do the big reveal. Oh, what is it? It's the 2008 serial killer calendar. Oh! 
That is what I'm talking. See, here's the thing. I have uh, in my office something on every wall but one, and I've been waiting for that special piece of art. Well, there you go. That special piece of decoration that says, hello, come into my office where I act professionally. Nothing says that like a picture of John Wayne Gacy right on the front. God bless you. Well, you can take it home and hang it right over the manger. (laughs) Fantastic. Excellent. No, no, no. That oh, is that is so great. Thank you, my friend. Oh, I, I feel bad that we have nothing to. Uh, no, seriously, and I know it, it sounds stupid, but uh, I, I clean houses for a living every day, and uh, just the fact that I can while I'm scrubbing the crap out of someone's toilet, that I can have you guys on <laughs> makes it much better. So thank we you. We are the perfect wow. accompaniment to crap scrubbing. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Thank, well, thank you, you, sir. Thank, thank you. you. That you means a lot. So thank good. you. I appreciate that. Uh, Who says kids are bad? No. <laughs> not us. Certainly <laughs> not I. Not I. Not I. All right, um, Richie Bristol. Um, what's going on? What's going on? Can you speak? Uh, what's that? That's his guess. A green Saturn. Oh, seriously, it's, it can't it's, be that important. Yeah. So who, who's he They're blocking? Are they trying to the leave traffic. early? Yeah. I even checked in. I said, "Hey, I'm parking here is that okay?" Let me understand this. He's blocking someone who's trying to check out at 1:49. I read that the office closes at three, not at 1:49. Oh, yeah. Seriously. They're trying to get Hold home on, early. They're just going to end up Hold in traffic. On. Oh wait, you know I can't call the front desk because it's not Dave. It's that poor girl from the temp agency. Oh, the little oh, red-haired girl. She doesn't. Yeah. The little red-haired girl. Yes. <laughs> she didn't know where I was going. Uh, no, no, no. It's not the little red girl. It is quite literally a, a girl, a woman, who has come here from a, a temporary placement service. Uh-huh. And I don't want to call up and make her cry or something. Let's hear. So I was going to call up and I was going to demand to know who was shiftless enough that they needed uh, Peter to move his car like right now. Uh, well, yeah, I don't we know. can move it and you, come you back. Know, if he pushes the wrong button and knocks the station off the air, we can't figure Seriously. out. Seriously. Uh, well, do you want to go, uh, go take care of that and yeah. pop back in here? All right. BRB. All right. BRB. Wow. Look at what your OMG is starting. Oh, my God. Oh, and is this no, never, never. I won't like, do you it. Like, you say you're saying it ironically. From, 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 yeah, it's for me. It's fattening treats. Uh, Storm has brought us some fattening treats. Ooh. Awesome. Thank you, Storm. That's okay, okay because you're only skinny fat. <laughs> I'm a thin fat. <gasps> there's cookies. There's melt-aways. There's... Oh, that's so... Right on. Excellent. Looks like someone already got the... Oh, they just fell out. The little... All right. Are those all homemade like from the bumpers? I from, wish. From... I didn't make them myself, unfortunately. Oh, but these you are tell us that, though. Fantastic. I could have lied, but I, I'm, a, I'm a terrible liar. This They're program's all about lying. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, all right, so we got about five minutes, and then we'll take a break. Uh, and, and come back and do the, uh, the radio play and the whatnot. Should we get some more news from Tim Riley? Tim, have ye news? Oh, sure. Yes, I do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's pay another visit to Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. So our newest accident is I-405 southbound. This is a brand new one. Never met you before. This happened at the top of the Burnside exit. That's ramp 2A. So if you can find a shortcut around that, you're on your own. A former Oregon anesthesiologist, I'm surprised he could pronounce that this late in the afternoon, has been sentenced for groping his patients. Uh, Two ladies say they were groped while sedated and they feel betrayed by the oral surgeon who hired the anesthesiologist and tried to keep them from knowing what happened. Uh, 50-year-old David Burleson was convicted yesterday under a plea agreement for sex crimes. Now, how did they even know? Like, how would you even figure that out after the fact? Uh, Let's see here. He argued that the women were so mentally fragile... That they could avoid future medical attention if they knew what Burleson had done, but the state Supreme Court ordered uh, the doctor to give out the names of the ladies. Well, so, so very confused. You can know. Can you depends. remember it? You sometimes it depends. Uh, when I was having my uh, my bra size enlarged, 
I woke up a couple of times. Really? Oh, oh that's terrifying. No, Whoa. you know what? It, but it, I asked the doctor because he said, uh, you're not going to be completely under sedation because that's actually very dangerous to be completely anesthetized. and Step close to death. Yeah, and uh, so he says he keeps you in what is called twilight. And I said, well, what if I wake up and my uh, my breastplate is all ripped open or whatever? Whoa. You know, something really terrible. Oh, 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 oh. Merry so, Christmas. Yeah, hey. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that'd be traumatizing. He said, what happens is you will go... You'll go under for a minute. You'll fade in and out, but I'm going to fill you with so much Novocaine. You won't feel anything, but I did wake up a couple of times. And, and did and you look down and go, whoa, look well, at no, that? Well, no, there was a big curtain oh, oh, in front of my thank face. God. Thank God. But he was using a thing called, it's called an e-scalpel, which is basically a laser that cuts and cauterizes, so it minimizes bleeding. I woke up one time and I said, I can smell that. Oh. It smells really good. Oh. What's cooking? You. It totally oh. smelled like, you know, barbecue from a distance. It's like a Looney Tunes thing. Right? But, no, it was, it, Jesus. It, it was uh, my breast meat. Awesome. Jesus God! <laughs> that is the worst thing that's you've ever said. That's worse than blending the mouse and like that smoothie. Oh, the, the, and that's the worse. smoothie banana mouse. And the, and the thing about that statement you made about the baby and oh, Rick, making you keep going out. back to that. <laughs> Remember that thing? Rick about has not let that go. Storm this was, was a long about, time ago. Talking about babies and groping. And, oh, I would. No, and then I that don't thing about baby. men having relations with, with a peach. Yeah, you need to reword that. Oh, no. Well, that was just... Well, you guys were going to the sex club, and then was, you know, I was just trying to get I'm all just, hip with the lingo. I mean, burning breast meat. <laughs> that's oh, exactly what Storm Lodge story. <laughs> I know. So well, that's not about right It there. was really great. That sounds up. like one of those lifetime shows, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, that's, uh, well, you know, it's the, it's the, it's actually, and no, I totally know what you're talking about. It's the same thing, like I had the, you know, since we're sharing cosmetic surgery there stories. There you go, let's go. I had the medical hair restoration thing done, and it's the whole thing of Are like. Are you awake? Uh, uh, yeah, you're totally awake. Oh. They gave you some Valium. Uh, they that's some, not enough. Oh, it was totally enough. Well, for me, because I'm a lightweight, because I, I don't really take drugs, and I, you know, I don't do much over the counter or whatever. And he, uh, so he gives me the Valium, and, and I swear to God, it sounds like a bad joke, but I have my MP3 player, and I go right to the Pink Floyd, and I just put on, you know, oh, yeah. Dark Side of the Moon, and just, uh, just lean back in the chair. And you, they don't let you see it, but there's a window. You're facing a window that looks out over Seattle, and um, you can kind of see the reflection. <gasps> and so you just see a guy going, you're going to feel a little. And then he brings up the needle that's like a yard long. It's like, all right, you're not. But, you know, but you don't even care. It's like you don't, you don't care about anything. It's like, jab away. Woo. Yeah, yeah. You know. And oh. No, it was. Uh, so anyway, so there you go. Your hair looks lovely, by the way. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Lush, huh? so, do, so do your bosoms. Thanks, see? It's worth it. <laughs> We're beautiful. <laughs> Thank right. you, science. Uh, Tim, do we have more news? I'm going to have to go for some type of surgery soon because I feel left out here. Oh, I'm sorry. Me too. I, I'm just stuck with what the Lord gave me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a lot, Tim Riley. Say, whose MacBook Pro is this? That would be mine. Congratulations. That's the nicest thing in this room. I'm like the only person. Well, almost. Thanks. I'm talking about the electronic equipment. Okay. Am I the only person in the room now that doesn't own a MacBook? Yes, Am I you left don't of... own a MacBook? No, and my wife's going to be buying one, too, so I'm You have one. We can do video chat. I do. We can do video chat. Oh, I remember fights. when you were out of town, and I went to visit Davy. And we yeah. I, wasn't you I in California. Iceland or something? And I was, I that was when you were there for Magni's thing. I need your address, please. <laughs> so I can look in your window and yeah, I can look at No, the okay. video never turns off. Two in the morning. Tim Riley. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> a, a booze bracelet measures sweat to determine if you're safe to drive. Now, if a bracelet could tell you whether it's safe to drive or whether you've imbibed a bit too much on a particular night, would you wear it? Drug DUI and domestic violence offenders throughout Multnomah County are going to... Ho, ho, ho. Booze-sniffing bracelets are the hot holiday item for Multnomah County DUI defenders. 
says uh, Jake Dawes of the Vigenet Northwest. This is a service provider for alcohol monitoring technology for the Portland area. The high-tech ankle bracelet sample a person's perspiration every hour to detect alcohol consumption. Although in use in 44 states, including Oregon, the system is beginning to see widespread use in both DUI and drug courts in Portland and surrounding jurisdictions. A respiratory model for the general public is not yet available. Okay. Probably a couple of years. What if away. you're not sweating? And, and you know what I you know what I want them to make. And this is a thing that I long to have in like a bracelet. Speaking of vanity or a ring or whatever, is a thing that just tells you how many calories you've had that day. They have things like that called. Do they? Uh, um, um, what's it? It's a, a body bug or something. You start it, it, with it's zero every day, and you put in a piece of a wedge of coffee cake, and it says three hundred. I think it, it. I think it monitors how many calories you're burning a day. All right. No, I'm want... so lazy. You can keep track of that yourself, you know. Yeah, but I have to, <laughs> I have to read then and add stuff. Oh. But then uh, you try to figure time. out a way to trick it. <laughs> like put it on the dog while you're eating something. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Shall we? Uh, hey, Dave, do you want? Did you want to play us in the break with a little something here? Sure. What would you like? Uh, I don't know. Something. Something jangly and festive of your choosing. Uh, and we'll, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and move your microphone well, you down there. you can have my mic to speak. Well, yeah, okay. So Dave Lee is going to play us in a break here. When we come back. What a joy. When we come back, we will have, uh, we, will, uh, under, uh, we will endeavor to perform our live radio play coming up around the corner. So I'll be listening for that. That is coming up here in about five minutes. The first ever live radio play production uh, by the Rick Emerson Show. So that's coming up next. You stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Show presents Abeniza, I Barely Knew Her, an original production of AM 970, Solid State Radio, a proud member of the CBS Radio family. CBS is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Brought to you by Everybody's Garden Center, EcoPDX, CD Game Exchange, Super Digital, Jackpot Records, and say, Mom, nothing helps your kids grow up big and strong like Viso. With 17 vitamins and minerals, Viso Beverages, available in six wholesome flavors. This is the story of Rick Emerson and how he came to understand the true meaning of Christmas. We begin our story in the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM 970. The time, 11.58. The day, Christmas Eve. All right, the Rick Emerson Show returns after this. Don't forget, we are live all day tomorrow while everybody else is running best ofs. We're here live all day Christmas Day because Rick Emerson cares. So uh, you stay right there. We'll be back after this. Don't you uh, go anywhere. Yeah, Rick Emerson cares unless you work for him. Oh, come on. Our holiday shows are always great. It's great for you because you have no life. I could be visiting my family and Tim could be, you know... 
Sitting at home on my $2,500 sofa, keeping the world at bay? Exactly. Oh, come on. What fun is that when you can hang out here with me? Oh, yeah. What was I thinking? I'm going to go get some Easy Mac. I'm going back to my newsroom. Fine. Stupid, no work ethic, and stupid Christmas, and stupid. Hello, Rick. Lars Larson? In my studio? That's impossible. You know what's impossible? Giving free health care to a nation of scofflaws and illegals who are too lazy to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. Got cancer? Huh. Get a second job, hippie. It is you! What are you doing here? I'm here to show you the error of your ways. For if you're not careful, you'll end up like me. Bloated, bitter, fat, pig-like, chunky, coated in a viscous sheen of sweat all the time, reeking of cheese and wearing a plastic ass. That sounds horrible. It is horrible, Rick. And that's why... In less than an hour, you will experience a tired and heavy-handed commentary on your life as you are visited by three ghosts. Ghosts. That word has new meaning for us all today. For you will learn to not be consumed with petty devotion to your career anymore, but united with Tim and Sarah in their common interest of having a life outside of work. You will declare in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. Something, something dynamite. Today will no longer be known as December 21st. Today, for the purposes of creative license and dramatic expediency, we celebrate our Christmas Day. All right, I have to go polish my guns. It is Christmas. Hey, did you see that? See what? That disembodied voice. How can I see a disembodied voice? You know what I mean! Are we back from break? Later that program, during a commercial break, Rick is in the men's room, washing his hands and trying to convince himself that the morning's startling events were merely the delayed reaction of a bad convenience store sandwich he'd eaten earlier that day, when all of a sudden, he hears a strange sound outside the bathroom door. Lars, stupid, stupid, beady-eyed sack of flowers, stupid Lars. Rick! What? Oh, God, no, no, it can't be. I'm the ghost of Christmas past, dummy. Come out of there so I can show you all the stupid crap you did in the past that made you such an insensitive jerk. But sounds like fun, Jolie, but I'm in the middle of a show. Come oh, on, Rick. You'll be back before break is over. But I I'm in show mode. You come out here this instant, or I'm coming in there to get you. Fine. And you better not leave the toilet seat up. All right, fine, happy. All right, so where are we going? <clears throat> Christmas Eve, 1989. Hang on tight. Oh, my God. It's the old high school radio station in Kennewick, and that's me. Yeah, um, haven't quite grown into that nose yet, have we? You shut up! I was a late bloomer. Is there a point to this? Just watch. Rick, I thought I'd find you here. Uh, Susie, what are you doing here? I thought you were going to call me. We were supposed to go to that Christmas party tonight. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I forgot. We can still make it if we leave right now. I can't leave now. I'm, I'm on the air. Um, no one's listening, Rick. That's not true. There might be. No, there's not. This is the third time you stood me up to play Dio for no one. <sighs> oh, look, look, the request line's ringing. What do you think of that, little miss? No one's listening. <clears throat> hey there, you're on the KTCV rock line. Hi. What's your name, caller? Steve. Where are you calling from, Steve? Prison. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, what can I do for you tonight? I like your voice. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you have a request? Can we just talk? <laughs> hey, I'll get that Boston right on for you. Hey, what's your favorite radio station? I don't have a radio. Okay, hey, thanks for listening to you. You keep on rocking. <laughs> see? What do you want me to do? The audience needs me. Whatever, Rick. I'll see you around. She never called again, did you? Did she? Well, no, but she was a total slut anyway. Yeah, she was. Really? Uh-huh. She banged like half the AV club that summer. The AV club, Rick. God damn it. Oh, poor Rick. It's okay. I'm sure sitting alone in a room, listening to Holy Diver for the millionth time, was just as satisfying. Fine. Can we go now? As you wish. Oh, what the, the hell? Was I... Okay, I, I better get back to the studio. There you are. We're back in 30. What's with you today? You're acting all cracked out. Didn't you get your visa? More of everything good? Oh, no, no, no. I've, I've had my choice of six fine flavors, all of which are completely natural and chock full of vitamins and minerals. It's just that something weird is happening. Weird as in we have to talk about it, or weird as if I can finish eating my Easy Mac? What? What? No, no, no. Weird as in, you know, I'm, I'm hearing things and seeing things. Such as? Okay, like, I heard Jolie's voice, and then she appeared in the bathroom, and then she teleported us through time, and then we were in the past, in the high school, and she was with the, you know, in the, uh, in the time travel, and the, uh, <clears throat> never mind. Mm-hmm. Still seeing that shrink? Sometimes. See her more. We're back in ten. Twenty-five minutes later, Rick continues his broadcasts, although he is still shaken. All right, we'll uh, be back with the top five songs that are all Father Christmas by the Kinks. All right, uh, stay right there. Uh, we're going to be in the, the back after this. Uh, Rick, you, you seem distressed. No, I just, uh, I just need more coffee. All right. All right, Emerson, keep it together. You're not going crazy. Let's just get through this, and uh, we're going to go home and uh, eat some corn chips or something. The booby doctor is in. Oh, my God! I thought you'd be taller. Greetings and salutations. I am the ghost of Christmas present, and I am here to tell you that life is like a game of team player in Halo 3. You've only got a limited amount of time, and you've got to make the most of it. And if you don't treat your team with respect and consideration, they won't be there when you need them. Also, cheat codes are gay. Come on, I'm going to show you something. Uh, where are we? Look through that window. It's Sarah Dillon's dog, Muppet. Sarah just doesn't have the time to spend with the poor little guy anymore. Without her around, he's had to resort to diet of safety pins and grief. All because of you and the inhumane hours you impose on your crew. Look, I'm the only live and local program on the air, and people need that, especially during the, the holidays when everything else is canned. Don't you see? It, it, it's a public service. People need me. And Muppet's a dog. It's not like he's a baby or something. Muppet is her baby, you ass clown. But if that's not enough to convince you, let me show you something else. Wait a minute. No, I, I know this restaurant. You should also recognize the lovely lady at the bar. Hey, hey, that's my wife. Yes. Alone on Christmas Eve, drinking wine at the bar by herself. Alone. 
Well, look, she understands. I mean, she knows how much my work means to me and stuff. <laughs> Whatever, noob. Wait a minute. Who's that guy sitting down next to her? I don't know. Let's listen and see. Hello there, pretty lady. Can I buy you another glass of wine? Oh, oh, I'm married. Married, huh? What kind of man leaves a fine-looking woman like you alone on Christmas Eve? Well, he's working. His his job is very important. He's on the radio. Sounds like a real jerk to me. No, he's he's just busy. I bet he doesn't even remember your birthday. Now that you mention it. Uh, you know, I used to be stressed out about my wife, but then I learned to broaden my mind a little bit. I'm talking about Lamore, as in to swing. Y you know, I think I'll pass, uh, but I know a Vietnamese phone screener you might like to check out. All right, fine. Have it your way. But radio will never keep you warm at night. <laughs> Dude, you totally got burned. You should die in a fire. Okay, but my holiday shows make people happy. The eight people actually listening to your show might be happy, but Sarah and Tim and your wife most certainly are not. So think about that and... Tell Sarah she's as hot as balls. The booby doctor is out. Okay, then what the hell is going on? Jolie, the booby doctor? I feel more confused than Steven Seagal during a radio interview. <laughs> Holy crap! Did I just do a family guy style cutaway joke? What is wrong with me? Uh, hello, Rick. Have you prepared that penis watch for me? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm having kind of a weird day. Weird as in we have to talk about it, or weird as... Well, you're getting that penis watch. What? What? Th have you seen anything odd today? Hmm, as a matter of fact, I saw an FM DJ in the hallway and he appeared to be... Sober? That is odd. Is that what you're talking about? No, th never mind. I'm gonna go get some water. Are you really doing a Christmas Carol parody? That's fresh. I've seen episodes of Caveman that are funnier. Peter Carlin? Is that you? Why can't I see you? Why does it sound like you're on the phone? Way to introduce me by saying my name followed by awkward expository narrative. A very ham-fisted of you. Did you learn that in screenwriter school? Huh? Did I ever tell you about that time I was hanging out with the Beach Boys and Paul McCartney? What do the Beach Boys have to do with this? Nothing. I just like to reminisce about how awesome I am. <laughs> like I'm going to be your ghost of Christmas future? Whatever. I wrote for People magazine. Uh, okay. Um, so, uh, what? So, uh, uh, I don't even get a ghost of Christmas future? Great. Thanks. Thanks so much. Hello, Rick. Uh uh, hello, 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 Lisa. Listen, I, I don't have much time. Jason and I are going caroling, and after that we're stringing the tree with cranberries, popcorn, and three different kinds of garland, then the horse-drawn sled, and finally hot toddies by the fire while reading aloud from a leather-bound $21 million copy of the Magna Carta. Um, okay. Rick, this is about your future, about the danger of spending too much time at work and not enough time with your family and friends. I'd make some astute historical analogy, but I think it will be easier for you to understand if I say it's like that episode of Small Wonder when the dad spends all day fixing Vicky the robot instead of preparing for Jamie's birthday. No, 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 no but, but Lisa Desjardins, in that episode, the neighbor, Harriet... That's what I'm talking about. You're not listening to the people around you. You don't know the effect you're having on your co-workers. Come with me. I'm going to show you what happens if you don't change your ways. I'm Timmy Ryan. 
and this is four hours of your life you'll never get back. Britney Spears recently said she'll do anything to get her kids back. And by anything, she means cocaine, heroin, vodka, and any other myriad drug she can get her scabby hands on. Because she's irresponsible, and does drugs, and can't stop doing drugs, and being irresponsible. And that's what she means by doing anything. Get it? Exactly, Timmy Ryan. It's funny because I'm rested. Rested because I got some time off. I got to hang out with Muppet and see my family. Man, I am just so rested. Thanks for the vacation, Timmy Ryan. That was very thoughtful. Never has my news been more accurate, my weather warnings more timely, and my life in the suburbs more serene. All thanks to you, Timmy Ryan, best boss ever. I love you, Timmy Ryan. What is Timmy Ryan doing in my studio? Why are Tim and Sarah not on my show? Joe, you have no show. You were so wrapped up in yourself, you lost everything that mattered. Tim and Sarah left you, your wife left you, and now... What? You're one of those people. What's the, whose people? What people? Street people, Rick. Gutter punks peddling their shoddy wares on the street corner for a few meager coins. Shoddy wares? You see for yourself. Uh, Batman is better than Superman. Uh, Charlotte Ray was Mrs. Garrett. Gobots came before Transformers. Excuse me, ma'am. You want to hear me talk about Molly Crew? I can name all 29 Kiss albums in chronological order. Please? Oh. Oh, hello, you, you, sir? Spare some change? I know stuff. <laughs> well, well. Seems the glove is on the other foot now, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, Art Alexakis. Hey, uh, uh, I'll make three pop culture references for a quarter. Huh. I'll give you a dime. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh... All right. Uh, uh, Deborah Winger was the voice of E.T. Uh, Alice Cooper's dad is a Mormon minister. Uh, hey, who remembers the Noid? <laughs> Ten cents, please. What? Oh, oh yeah. All right. Here's the money that I owe you. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Art Alexakis. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Rick. What do you think of the future? My God, what a fool I've been. You were right, Lisa. Of course I'm right, Rick. I was a mathlete. Take me back. Maybe it's not too late. Rick once again finds himself in the halls of the radio station, now nearly empty, as most of the employees have gone home to be with their loved ones. Oh, I'm back. I, got, I made it. i got to get to the studio right now. Merry Christmas, cubicles! Merry Christmas, vending machine! Merry Christmas, you broken-down old deserted FM station running automated voice tracking from Tulsa! Sarah! Tim! What time is it? It's 2.58. I didn't miss it. There's still time. Sarah, there's still time. Yes, there's two minutes. Then I get to leave and come back tomorrow. Hooray. No, no, no. no. Don't you understand? Don't you see? We always talk about having the best audience ever. And that means that, you know, the audience understands that we have families and friends and that sometimes we just need a break. And they know it means that when we do take time off, we'll come back rested and happy and full of exciting stories about our grandma who gums all her food or that uncle who always tries to kiss me. And we love the audience, but more importantly, the audience knows we love them. And they know that we'll be back. Uh, unless we get fired. God bless us, everyone.
This has been a Rick Emerson Show production of Ebenezer. I barely knew her. Directed by Joni DeRoshi. Written by Todd Workoven. Joni DeRoshi and Rick Emerson. Starring Rick Emerson, Sarah X. Dillon, Tim Riley, Big Jim from the Marconi Show, Jolie from Accounts Payable, Sarah Wagner, Court from Rock 101 KUFO, Aaron Duran, The Lovely Lara, Peter Carlin, Lisa Desjardins, Timmy Ryan, Fat Boy Roberts, and the I Barely Knew a Voice. Musical effects by Dave Lee, sound effects by Jaris Minsky, production assistant Richie Bristol. This is Patrick Rochelle from everyone at CBS Radio to everyone out there. Merry Christmas and the happiest of holidays. over my head. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to get shoot and myself. And snort some ready whip <laughs> underneath somebody's front porch. <laughs> Tim Riley, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Happy uh, so Dave Lee, that was Hard Candy Christmas. That's one of our uh, one of my favorite Christmas songs anyway. It makes uh, Santa come to my house. What? <laughs> Nothing. That's a, that was a Dolly Parton tune. Oh, all right. Yeah, it was uh, it's one of the best little whorehouse in Texas, isn't two, it? Two of my best friends are Dolly Parton. Uh Wow. Okay. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, please make way for your personal and savior. Now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Wow, the studio's a mess. I think I'm throwing away all your email. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll try to put that there. Spread everything that doesn't belong to you. <laughs> no. Wow, this everything studio's like 104 in... degrees in here. I don't know who half those people were, but they did a great job. <laughs> were they extras? <laughs> yes. Um, no, well, let's, uh, uh, really quickly, um, I, do I have a full, and just one more time, actually, in case, so if you, if you missed it, uh, we might rerun that, uh, I might pull that off the logger and then rerun that on either Christmas Eve, 24 hours of this, uh, I <laughs> think, New Year's. I might run that again on Christmas Eve, on Christmas Eve, people have asked about Behind the Christmas, uh, we'll play that on, uh, Christmas Eve, and it'll play Tim Riley's, uh, Frank Sinatra Christmas. And I think we'll pull this, the Ebenezer, I barely knew her, we'll pull that and we'll play that again on Christmas Eve. So uh, somebody asked about it, it was uh, written by Todd Workoven, Joni DeRoshi, and myself, uh, and it also said Sarah X. Dillon, Tim Riley, Big Jim from the Marconi Show, Julie from Corporate Accounts Payable, Sarah Wagner, Court uh, from Rock 101, Aaron Duran, uh, my wife, the lovely Lara, Peter Carlin, Lisa Desjardins, Timmy Ryan, Fatway Roberts, the I barely knew her voice, and then of course Dave Lee, uh, Jared Minsky, uh, Richie Bristol, and Patrick Rochelle. Well, more stars in the entire universe, yes. all part of the CBS radio I family. Was say, part of the and then some. Galaxy. A veritable cadre. <sighs> Excellent. All right, Tim Riley. Wow, I don't know what to do about that. Uh, anyway, uh, we have a accident clearing. I-405 at the top of the Burnside exit ramp. The ramp is clear. We're ready for the next accident over there. The director of the Angolan uh, uh, crime family says police have shot dead two actors after mistaking them from real armed robbers. So start in your next play, you don't want to put any people with guns. The actors are carrying unload firearms as they filmed the scene in a rough suburb. Apparently, the police drove up to the set and began shooting everyone at close range. Oh. Everyone was stunned, and the two actors died immediately. <gasps> Merry Christmas! <laughs> Jesus God! <laughs> Where was that? Angola. I don't even know where North that is. Gola. It's a place North, I'm, North Africa? I'm not going to go there. It's a place I'm going to stay away from. That, 
Well, if, if you had uh, aid for Africa, that probably wouldn't happen. Place where there's no snow this Christmas. So Sarah. there are a couple of people they don't have to worry about feeding anymore. <laughs> Did you get that email oh, from Africa? Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. But Mr. Potter! Well, let's talk about uh, Britney Spears' pregnant wow. sister instead. Okay. Ooh, oh, is that Britney? Wait, hold on. We waited all day for this. Let's stop here because this was like the big story of the day. I want to make sure that you have all the Britney news there is to Brit. Because I have that. Uh, okay. Do you have? Hold on a second. I, I threw a whole bunch of stuff away earlier. Oh wait, no, hold on. Look at this. Look at this whole pile of Britney. Okay. There's one. Oh my goodness. Two. Mm. Three. <laughs> These are each of these is a different Britney story. So in, in in addition to whatever you've got, I think we got four different Britney stories here. Okay. Shall we uh, open the Britney watch? We should at this point. Yes. I'm sorry. That Britney watch was apparently stolen from another station. So the first story, in an interview with uh, CelebTV.com, Casey Aldrich's uncle said the nephew is overwhelmed by the media attention. And apparently, uh, Jamie Lynn Spears is not over distraught about it. So they're trying to figure out how old this kid is. And according to the Motor Vehicle Department of Mississippi, he's only 18. So this is, so now does this mean it's totally legal or just that he can't go to prison for like a long period of time? It all depends on where the act was committed. In California, it's different than if it happened in Mississippi. So this is one of those celebrity things that's going to go on for a long time, and we'll never know the real answer. And we're like a Joe Simpson guy is going to step in and handle it. It's mm-hmm. going to be taken care of. Yes. All right. So that's that. It's so sad that we're all pinning all of our holiday hopes to whether rape happened. It's just... <laughs> Don't well, put it like that. No, I'm just saying. Like when, Earlier today when Tim said he was 18, like Sarah, there was an audible groan in the room. As we were all sort of despondent about the fact that he wouldn't be going away for 10 years. This is the darkest dungeon I've ever done. I feel like I'm doing the news from the Shanghai tunnels or something. <laughs> All right, let's try it over here. Here's a little more light here. Britney Spears video for her new single, Piece of Meat, Piece of Meat, <laughs> has received a, a mixed response from critics and reports the singer was digitally slimmed down for the promo. The troubled singer hits out of paparazzi and tabloids in her second release from her latest album, Blackout. The 26-year-old appears to be slimmer in the official video than the previously unedited version, which was leaked to the Internet earlier this month. So have you watched the video? I have. I see it. It's terrible. It's yeah. awful. Well, it was made by... Not as bad as Ashley Simpson's video. But and it was bad. made by fans. That's the thing, because they do. They couldn't find any good footage of Britney, uh, or the footage they wanted to use, and so they threw it to the fans, and the fans made the video, and it leaked online, and then they took it back, and they did... The, the stretching technology has come a long way since the Paula Abdul, uh, what, what the hell was that? Was it Rush Rush? What the hell was that? Aaron Duran? It wasn't Rush Rush, because Rush up, Rush uh, had a, what yeah, was it? Straight, up, straight up Don't Tell Me. And then there was Rush Rush had Keanu Reeves. Oh, that was the, that was the Rubble Without a Cause one. Yeah, 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 where they, yeah. And they were like, they took, suddenly she was all real tall. She was like eight feet tall. She had a thin. cone head. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but you can tell that they've, um, it's like when they had, uh, when Kate Winslet got uh, brushed down on the cover of L or whatever that magazine was. That's what it looks like. And it's completely unconvincing. Uh, especially when you look at it side by side, and in one she's like real big, and in one she's real small. So especially when they zoom in tight in her face, and she's clearly just drunk out of her mind. Well, that's why they, 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 we saw some of the rehearsal footage when they did the last video, I guess. What was the one where she was dancing on a pole? 
What was that one? The video we were watching online. Was it for? Um, I don't even know. Do you know that one dancing know. on a pole? That I don't even remember the name dancing of the last song. Nobody now. does. No, nobody does. What was nobody the, cares. What was nobody the first cares. single from this? I don't even remember now. Oh, I'm Britney bitch or whatever that is. It's Britney bitch. No one's remember gonna, that? No one's gonna care until Ashley's kid bangs Britney. What? Oh. What? Who's? What? <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing anymore. I think I used up all of my synapses during that last 30 minutes. Jesus. Who's Ashley? Isn't that the sister's name? No, that's Jamie. Jamie oh. Lynn. You're thinking of Ashley Simpson. I'm who so no, confused who, who no one is thinking about because she released her new video the same day that Jamie Lynn Spears announced she was pregnant. <laughs> so. She needs to whore up then, get on them papers. Yeah. God, you, boy, you are just full today? of filth today. What? Are you sitting in Storm's chair or something? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in direct line of each other. She's psychically feeding me lines. I, really, all you need to do now is mention having sex with a pack of luncheon meat or something. I mean, really. All right, here's Tim Riley. Like smoked ham? <laughs> yes, just like smoked ham. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening anymore. I. <laughs> well, here comes the third Britney story. Could Britney Spears be sent to memory for the third time at another Vegas wedding yeah. chapel? Britney Spears is planning wedding number three despite rumors she can lose her children as a result. The attention-grabbing singer is believed to be planning a Las Vegas wedding to, uh, she said this to a close friend in competent, Sam Lupti. The news comes as Britney continues an ongoing child custody dispute with her ex-husband, Kevin Federline. Page two. Uh, the disgraced mother of two has been warned that she can lose her two children altogether if she goes ahead with this wedding. Brittany and Kevin have been waging a war over months for custody of their sons. Friends claim that the out-of-control star has already informed her lawyers and ex-husband of her nuptial plans. Sadly for Brittany, not many people have rushed to congratulate her. With an insider telling Star Magazine, the lawyers begged her to at least get a prenup, but she didn't seem to be listening. Meanwhile, Betterland is angry and he wants a restraining order. A family friend explained, Kevin has seen Sam lose his temper. Uh, we hear he swears a lot and makes very derogatory comments when he's alone with Britt. Kevin has forgiven Brittany for having Sam around the boys. In fact, Kevin has threatened to get a restraining order. She'll lose custody if she allows Sam around them. Kevin will make sure of that. Uh, let's see. Hello. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Show. Why? Howdy. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Hello. Hey. Best show ever. Thank you, sir. It, I mean, serious fan, fantastic. Everyone involved. That was that was incredible. Well, it was a it was a group effort. So yeah, yeah. it really is it hot in here? I mean, it really does seem. No, it's cooler than it was before. Really? All right. Well, anyway, it was, yeah. It was a, at one point, I think there was like seventeen people or sixteen people or something in here. So said, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, sir. Yeah, you know, and the, the best part for me was hearing Lisa Desjardins say "my wife." Yeah, no, that was it was gold. <laughs> we really worked very carefully on that pronunciation. That right. was gold. Thank you, my friend. Happy holidays. All right. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, guys. Merry Christmas. Hello. Merry Hi. Christmas. Hey. Hey, it's Rob. Sorry if my uh, cell phone's going to drop out. But brilliant, dude. Brilliant. Best thing you've done since uh, the uh, Christmas behind the, the, you know, the one. The other thing. The thing. Yeah, the oh. other thing, dude. Brilliant. I can't wait to get on my podcast. All right. Thank you, sir. Right on. Uh, Have a great day, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas, Hi. Rob. All right. There you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. This is um, this guy, <laughs> Rick. If if this is for Jamie Lynn, um, if she has the baby, this guy says, I'm guessing she's gonna name it something classy in Louisiana style, such as Life Wrecker Spears or Pomeranian Cell Phone Spears or perhaps Chud Gremlin Spears. <laughs> That's for you, Aaron. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, is that our Britney watch? That, uh, I think we had one more here somewhere. Uh, probably. Oh, we did one more. Uh, Britney's children are being tested for drugs. Fantastic. The trouble singer has convinced ex-husband Karen Federline. 
Merry Christmas. Christmas. Give me your blood. She thinks he's been smoking marijuana along the uh, around the infant son. So she asked the court-appointed monitor to test Sean. Uh, two and one-year-old Jaden, if they have any traces of the drug showing up. So, uh, uh, let's see, Brittany is convinced Kevin Federline has been smoking a Mary Jane around the kids. The friend said uh, Brittany believes Kevin's been smoking pot in front of the kids. She says she can smell it in the boys' hair and on their clothes when she has visitation rights. An insider tells Us Magazine she's asked the court-appointed monitor to have her lawyers, uh, will prove the kids have been exposed to environments in which drugs have been taken. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, your Brittany watch. The soothing sounds of Nicola Arcade. Fantastic. Wow. All right, it's 503-733-2970. Yes, what are you, oh, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Riley, are you, uh, are you out of here uh, to prepare more news? Uh, yes, I'm going down the hallway because uh, people deserve to know what's going on with the second traffic later this afternoon. Excellent. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, greatest news man in the history of the world. Merry Christmas, Tim Merry Riley. Christmas, so <laughs> people too numerous to mention. All right, excellent. Tim Riley back in 4, 5, 6, and 7, uh, top of the hour all the way through like us. All right, we got about, what, 20 minutes here? Oh, yeah. So I meant to do, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? We have their thing to play. Oh, you have, we have your song to play, Peter from Nickel Arcade. All right, how long is the song? Just so I know where to, where to place it here. Three minutes and 25 seconds. Three right. minutes and 25 All right, seconds. and then I'm going to roll out. This is Aaron. This is not entirely for your benefit, but you're a perfect person to weigh in on this. I was going right. to do um, a high-concept Christmas topic yesterday. Didn't get a chance, so we're going to do it today. Uh, we will play this Nickel Arcade song, and then we're going to do uh, our high-concept segment uh, to wrap up this week as we all head off into the holidays. Uh, the high-concept topic is that now we've done in the past discussions, because it is we're coming up on Christmas and whatever, the Tuesday, uh, about... It, it, like cool stuff you wanted but didn't get when you were a kid, like the thing you coveted, and then there was always some bastard across the street uh, who got it and you didn't, like with the green machine, which is the thing that I just wanted more than life itself growing up, and I never got that. It was always just some rich a-hole down the block that got it. So we are not going to do that, though, this year. We have done the toy you coveted but never got. This is the high-concept topic. It is 503-733-2970. High-concept topic. Toy that you wanted and got, and it was just as awesome as you hoped it would be. So there you go. It is uh, 503-733-2970. Uh, the, uh, the high concept Christmas topic is toy that you wanted and then got, and it was just as righteous as you imagined. 503-733-2970. Aaron, start us off with one, and then we'll do the Nickel Arcade song. And add at. What? Oh, the ad the, 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 no, yeah. no, it was fantastic because yeah. then I unwrapped it and I took it outside and I began to attack all my neighbors that didn't have an ad at. Yeah. They'd go outside and recreate the Battle of Hoth and I would stomp on their figures with my big ass ad at because you could stick its hand inside its belly and move, move its head it. around and push a button and it would shoot. And it was so great because I would step on uh, flat Star Wars characters and since in my mind they were dead, I would keep them. <laughs> like marbles? What? Wow, like Marvel. Aaron, you're you better terrifying. Yeah. yeah, really. Oh, and so great. You know, he's going to kill us all. And he's married. So, you know, so there you go. Mine was the uh, Millennium Falcon. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the full the on, the big huge one. one. The top came off, and you could put Hansel and Chewie in the cockpit and add the little, the little game board in there. All right. It's fantastic. Here's the, uh, it, the toy that I w- wished for and then got. I don't know if anybody remembers this. This is one of those. Uh, boy, we're just right in my wheelhouse now. Does anybody remember this? It was like, called a Merlin. Do you remember the Merlin? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. red little, little electronic thing. thing that looked like a phone. It yeah. looked like a big ass cell phone, and it was one of those. And it was just, it was like, um, it looked like a big red phone, 
and it had, uh, I think, 12 light-up buttons in the center, and it played any number of electronic games. It was like a 50-in-one electronic game set, and it played, like, checkers, and it played tic-tac-toe, and it played, like, battleship, and it played, like, all of this other crap. And I think it was reasonably priced. I think it was only, like, $14 or something. Oh, man. Hours and hours of entertainment. Did it play that cool football game? That no, but I had that, too. I had that. You go head-to-head on each other? Coleco and a Conoco, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're, like, the running back is symbolized by, like, the tiniest LED you yeah, ever yeah. seen. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Uh, let's do a couple of these, then we'll uh, roll the Nickel Arcade song. Hello, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show, sir, madam, is the case, maybe. This is Barry. Hello, hi. Hey, how are you? That's why I've always won with the uh, Evil Knievel stunt set, where you grind up and gyro, you launch the motorcycle, and... This was the thing where you put, you locked the motorcycle, the, you locked Evil Knievel into the thing, and there was the big hand crank like you were using one of those uh, yeah. disaster radios, and you go, exactly. and, you, and then you press the button, and it shoots across the kitchen. And you crash them into a brick wall. Compl- the, yeah. Yeah. What I did with mine, I launched it up the stairs, it hit the door, shattered a million pieces. Much like Evil himself. Much like Evil. Yeah. Back up and got another one. Actually, I didn't have Evil Knievel, but I did have Ponch, because they made chips versions of them, too. Really? Awesome. Yeah. I had no idea. I used to have my Ponch chips vehicle ram into my uh, A-Team van. God damn. <laughs> wow. Um, hey, uh, did, let me ask you this. It's final question. Did you ever uh, outfit your evil Knievel with various kinds of fireworks and explosives and then send him to his fiery not. doom? Oh, come no, on. I used That's to a lie. my Hot Wheels cars and jump over the Hot Wheels. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I enough. used to strap mine to those testers rockets. Yeah. A couple of stage 2D engines. <laughs> I once cleared 30 oh, Hot Wheels. Again? I had a record. I cleared 30 oh. Hot Wheels. All right. Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, one more here, and then we'll roll the song and then do some more for calls. Hi. Uh, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Is this me? Yes, it is, uh-huh. sir. All right, well, we got two answers because my name is Ray and my buddy's name is Womb. We loved the show earlier, by the way. Oh, Long yeah, time, yeah. first times. Yes, thank you, sir. And Power Glove would be number one. Power, the Nintendo the, Power Glove? The, actually, it was Mattel. It was for the Nintendo, but it was by is Mattel. That, isn't that the thing yeah. where the pointer finger had the little light emitter so you could play Duck Hunt with your hand? Yeah, but it was You could, you could play Duck Hunt with your hand, but you could do other stuff. Like, you I could kill that. the dog in Duck Hunt if you're using the Power Glove. That's not true. That's an urban the legend. Power, the what? Power Glove would do your taxes for you, and it also does sign language. No, no. You didn't have that much power Ooh. in your hands, good sir. The only uh, thing yeah. about the Power Glove is that years later, it helped you make your board costume look cooler. Okay, and then the other thing is yeah. there's this bead toy that we got that you're supposed to get from uh, Japan, and it turns out to make the greatest drinks. That was a China? China. I don't know. You're supposed <laughs> to make these little things. Makes the best drinks. I swear, our sex life has never been better. I am uh, sorry. Unfortunately, I uh, no. Your call is fading out on me, sir. It's taking a long time to yeah. No, it's not. Sorry. Bye. There you go. I'm sorry. I still have it all loaded up with the Christmas sound effects for the play. That was uh, all right. There you go. Thank you. All right. Uh, we'll get more of your calls here in just a uh, just a second. This is Peter. You want to tell us a little bit about this uh, song, Peter from Nickel Arcade? Uh, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's a cover of a of a Fall Out Boy song. It's called "You'll Shoot Your Eye Out." It's our favorite Christmas song. Hooray! All right. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's basically it. Uh, without further ado, like uh, Nickel Arcade, ladies and gentlemen, on the Rick Emerson Show. Your good years don't take my advice. You never wanted a nice voice anyway. And I'm a good cheer. I've been checking my list. Who gives you a receipt from me? Well, please. One awkward silence to hope you cry yourself to sleep. Staying up, waiting by the phone. 
Ladies and gentlemen, DaveLeeMusic.com. Thank you for being here today, my friend. Thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. We're here with uh, Aaron Geek and City Duran, Scott Daly from FilmFeverRadio.com. Uh, is there a new episode up this week? There is, uh, is it up yet? It'll be up later. It'll tonight. be up later tonight. What's, uh, what is on this uh, week's episode? On this week's episode, we've got a review of Sweeney Todd. Yep. And we introduced the categories for our first annual Film Fever Radio Booyah Awards. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> really? Who came up with that title? Uh, we both did because it's become a joke that we end every show with a with a I don't know why it just it started. It just happened. So Are they going to be like, awarded at the downtown get down? <laughs> <laughs> no. Dang. All right. No, uh, that down. absolutely requires then, Scott Daly, that you uh, be quizzed by one of the oh. slang flashcards. All right. All right. Uh, let's see here. We're going to give them away at the Never Nude Conference. All right. I'm, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we're going to do this one because it, uh, it messed me up earlier in the week. All right. Okay. Uh, Scott Daly, please yes, then sir. to define and use well, it in a sentence. Well, probably listening to it. Maybe. Stilo. Did you hear us discuss Stilo. this? I did not hear you discuss Stilo. Stilo. S-T-E-E-L-O. Stilo. Do I need to define it or Please use it to define sentence? and use in a sentence to show that you're not bluffing. Stilo. As in to steal down low? <laughs> is that your... Is that you're going to go with that? I, I, I steely-o'd this pair of kicks. <laughs> uh-huh. That's no. my definition. That's really wrong. Okay. Um, to be fair, I'm I didn't know it either. Okay. Uh, it is uh, style. Uh, as in, uh, your your stilo puts the tender in bartender, baby. <laughs> that's the definition. That's the uh, example. I'll stick with booyah. <laughs> All right, let's get a couple more uh, uh, calls here. Let's see. This email says, laser tag battle sets. Uh, two guns, two vests. Best damn thing ever. I always wanted that. Laser I had, tag was I never had never laser been tag. able to play laser. I've never played it once in my life. Ever. It's I mean, I've so played cool. the I've played the big timer like you go to a, yeah, no, like a the big, the laser emporium or whatever. There was that, and then there was the knockoff photon. And yeah. Photon was the sort of like that was the that was the B grade. Photon didn't work because you couldn't use it more than ten feet in daylight. That was the big thing. No, laser true. tag you could lose Oh. It sucked. I had it. Yeah, you well, had it yeah, no, when you when when you go to like the actual laser tag building it's rad, but when you go because when you're like ten years old you can't run around in the street at like midnight when it's actually dark and so if you like turned around the corner of the house it was done. And like the, the thing, you had a big strap that would go around your chest. You tried like your matchbox size like receiver for it. It was awful. <laughs> I hated it. Well, there you go, Aaron. I also never got to play with a Voltron. Is nothing. Uh, I needed an eye. I had a yeah. knockoff Voltron. Yeah. And it was. It wasn't called. He was like you know. Super happy fun line robot master. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hey, what's up, Rick? Hey. I just had to call and tell you I still have a functioning Merlin. A Merlin, really? A really working. And it still, still works. Isn't that amazing? That's 70s electronics, I think. Area? No, it is. That's, they made things to last back then. Yeah. yeah. It really did. It, it literally, I put six double A's in it the other day, and it went, and it turned on like it was. Right on. 
nine again. It Excellent. was so awesome. Do you remember how to use it? Because the frustrating thing about the Merlin is none of the keys are labeled. No, you on the back of the Merlin's battery case is the game choices. Oh, I see. Okay, all right. So uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to my mind vanished somewhere. Oh, well, dude, if mine lived in a box full of dust and, like, moved, like, 40 times and, like, got banged around and it still works, I love it so much. One day I'll have to send it to you. I'll put it in my will for you, Rick. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Happy holidays. That's so Happy holidays. All right. Uh, Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Uh, My was the uh, the original NES system. The original NES? I still have that. The original NES, which is uh, groundbreaking. Me, I said, you want me yeah. mind if we sell it in yard sale? I go, oh, go ahead and sell it. And I'm like, man, I really wish I had that stuff. Man, i got to tell you, the original Super Mario Brothers for the NES is to this day one of the greatest video games so ever. Good. You can go to Ground ever. Control and play it. Really? Yeah. All of them, yeah, they have it set up at the bar, so you can go get your beer, and, and then uh, they have the controllers out, and you can play it. And Mario the store that I love, I won't mention it because I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but uh, they sell original NESs. Really? The place where we had Jen's birthday. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know if I can yeah. say that place because they're not a, you know. Doesn't matter me. You don't work here. Go ahead. Okay, screw it. Yeah, Guardian Games, 313 Southeast Third <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> oh, jeez, Aaron. So there you go. I okay. loved uh, Mario, Super Mario 3. Uh, see, and I had sort that of drifted away, but I had gone to Genesis by then. Do you I had remember gone to the Sega. Wizard when they premiered Super Mario Brothers? Yeah. Big game. That's that also is. where yeah. I get the glove. That is where the Power Glove made its debut. I remember. Really? I never yeah. got it to the and Genesis. And the driving. Yeah. And the second Genesis, there movie. was that whole split, though, where it's like, this is this is the edgy gaming system. Like, that was because it was all black. You know? Genesis was a when I, It was. It was kind of when I bought the second. Genesis, it came with the Lion King game. <laughs> Which was rad, by the way. That Hakuna Matata level was hard. You jumped the logs, but no, there's nothing really that rough about <laughs> what was the, what was the, 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 the system that Genesis had with the discs when it first introduced it. was the same was thing. 32X? Yeah, yeah no. please tell me you didn't get suckered into that. No, yeah, okay. no, no, 32X. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, is that 2 or 20? Two. Two. Um, and then uh, I had some other... Oh, the thing about the NES was... Now, it's probably not the first, but it was the first that I was aware of where you could save your progress by writing down, like, the code... Or the whatever. Yeah. was the first one to do it. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate I it. I remember what game right. did it. Uh, I remember you could do it in the Jaws game, was which was great. Cubicle? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it Tickle Cubicle? Tickle Cubicle? No. I think the first one that did it was Castlevania Two. Hi, you're on the uh, Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Merry sir. Merry Christmas. Uh, I, uh, I, I, too, had the NES, but actually mine was a step above that because my cousin was stationed in Japan uh-huh. in the Navy, and he actually bought me a Famicom. Right. Before it was available here in the States. The the weird thing about that original NES with most of the systems, this is how forward-thinking Nintendo is. This is why they will own everything with Google some days. If you have the original NES, most of them, you turn it over, there's a little panel on the bottom that is kind of hidden from sight. You unscrew it and open it, and there is a phone cord that comes out. Yep. Because even in, like, 1988 or whatever that was, they were anticipating having that plug in and be a portal to the Internet. Wow. They never used it because they evolved beyond that. But if you look inside the belly of most of those original NES systems... I have one at my house and going to today. Most of them on the bottom, there's a panel, and you open it, and there's a cable inside to let it get on the Internet because they were already planning, like, that was how they were going to sneak Nintendo into every house in America on the Internet. It, also had, I, it also had an I.O. port that was designed to yeah. take really high broadband information to plug right There's a great Nintendo. book by David Sheff called Game Over, which is about the rise of the Nintendo Corporation, which I strongly encourage you to read. Uh, Merry Christmas, my friend. Happy holidays. Hey, by the way, I think before Castlevania 2, Metroid and Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! Punch-Out! Punch was Mike, the first punch one. Punch-Out! Oh, punch I remember when Mike Tyson lost uh, his title, and suddenly it wasn't Mike Tyson anymore. It was, it was just punchy. Mr. Dream. It was Because <laughs> Mike Tyson, yeah, he got his ass got beat. You know, the thing about Punch-Out, no, I don't think you could save there. Because I remember he would just, like, beat your ass with one punch, and then suddenly you're back to Glass Joe. 
And it, 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 it just sucked. All Mike right. Tyson was easy to take out. Uh, all right, we have to, to wrap it up. So uh, uh, let's see. We want to thank Lisa Desjardins, Ed McCarthy, everybody involved with the writing and production of Ebenezer. I barely knew her. Uh, we'll play it again on Christmas Eve. Rick Emerson show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah Dillon for AM 970's Hell Estate Radio in the newsroom. Tim Riley on the phones. It's Richie Bristol. Uh, CBS Radio Portland marketing guru Susan Reynolds. And, of course, upstairs uh, and imagery is uh, uh, Bridget. Uh, we want to thank Dave Lee, Storm Large, Scott Daly, uh, Peter from Nickel Arcade, Aaron Duran, um, uh, Fat Boys, Court, Jolie, uh, 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 Joni, my wife, uh, Sarah Wagner, uh, everybody. So thank you all to everybody. We'll play it again on Monday. If you're not listening, travel safe. Have a happy holiday. Uh, don't let the bachelors grind you down. Like us next, and we'll see you all uh, on the other side. I regret nothing.